how to get get in and and utilize everything because um he said he's getting on the space but it sounded like he was just trying to figure out how to use it again yeah his, yeah, his app so price says twitter <laughs> yeah there's, there's two, no but there's two issues so the first one is uh uh, he can. I cannot DM him an invite, which usually when we host the space for anyone that doesn't know, we can DM an invite. In this case, I cannot DM him an invite because he, he just got on. So I'm not sure why that doesn't work. And the second one is too many people join at the same time. It's too many requests for people wanting to come up. Um, so it's going to be hard to see his request. But if you okay, guys well, see can, his request. Do you want me to, I can text it to him because I was texting with him just like 10 minutes ago. Do you want me to? Um, yeah, absolutely. Send it through to him and, and the team. Is it just, the, just, the, the just the regular link to the space when you say a DM invite? Or do, is there a special, um, well, I guess he'll be able to uh, request a speaker, right? Yeah, he has, he has to request. So. Uh, All right, I'll just text it to him. Hold on a second then. You know, everywhere he goes, he, he breaks can... things. You know, he was, he's breaks the conditioning, and now he's he's breaking the X space. It's uh, alpha male. I, and can you hear me, Mario? Is my mic working I, fine? I can. I yeah, it's, it's him. working perfectly fine. I texted him. Yeah, he's he's coming on. He's coming on. Yeah, and we're chatting to his team as well in the background. So he'll be coming on. Just give it a couple of minutes. But initial thoughts, uh, uh, since we've got a pretty cool panel already up. Um, Laura, your initial thoughts about uh, Alex being back on on X. Well, I love it. I mean, I'm, I'm thrilled to see him back on X and it's really like personal for me, uh, personally, because uh, a lot of people forget about this, but on September 5th, 2018, Alex and I went to the congressional hearing on big tech censorship together and, oh, he just texted me. He said he's locked out. So, hmm. I wonder how he can do this. Yeah, that's very weird. Make sure no one hasn't blocked, by the way, guys. Uh, that's Zev. Make sure you don't have Zev. You weren't even on Twitter when. That's interesting. But we we attended the congressional hearing on uh, big tech censorship when Jack Dorsey was testifying, and I just want to remind everybody that this was back when. Okay, so he said, "Sorry," <laughs> he said, He's "Joining now." Chase Geyser. He said Chase Geyser is going to. Um, let him use his account. So you need to make Chase Geyser a speaker because that's the account Alex will be using since he said that he can't do a space from his account. So just um, make a Chase Geyser a speaker, Mario. Yeah, we'll yeah, now no um, watch him get banned for a bit like a account evasion or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so you were saying, what were you saying just now, Laura? I'll let you finish so, off. So what I was saying is that this was in 2018 in September. So mind you, Republicans still had control of the House and the Senate and, and Trump was in the White House. And so you had a Republican controlled House Oversight Committee. And this this actually was my 10 tweet. And I'll, I'll send you I'll put it in the, uh, the nest so everyone can see it. But I called Jack Dorsey out. This is when I stood up and I said, you know, you're lying. You're censoring conservatives. You censored me. You censored Alex Jones, James O'Keefe, and you're trying to steal the election. And I warned the Republicans of what was going to happen. Literally the very next day after that hearing, right, we Alex and I chased Jack Dorsey out of Congress. <laughs> it's literally on video. And there is this iconic photo. It's actually his Twitter banner photo right now. And you can see Alex like screaming at Jack Dorsey. And then you see me with my pink selfie stick. The very next day, Alex was permanently banned from Twitter. And so was the InfoWars account. And so uh, just the fact that, you know, we have been dealing with this level of 
persecution together for so many years. You know, we were really the canaries in the coal mine. And Alex has had me on his show many times and has said that I'm the most censored woman in America. He's probably the most uh, censored. So we've got man. the we've got the we've got the most censored men and women on stage. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, so, a testament to what Alex has achieved. That's right. I, I just, you you know, Say, uh, no, yes, Alex, we can, Alex. Alex. Let's go. It is, it is. Alex, uh, <laughs> welcome to X. How are you? Thanks for having me. Just so I don't get in trouble or Chase Geyser doesn't get in trouble, so I'm going to really try to follow all the rules so they can't try to get me off with all the complaints that the uh, woke uh, thought police engaged in. Chase Geyser works here at InfoWars. He's, he's co-hosting with me tonight on my regular show at InfoWars, and so uh, he, I, I've been very happy to come on. I know this is the biggest uh, or one of the biggest uh, spaces uh, here on Twitter, so I'm very honored to be here. And then I've been frantically trying to get on, but I think the code hasn't propagated yet. I'm not an IT guy, but I think the code hasn't propagated because I'm still locked out of a lot of features and a lot of things, and I was unable to get verified today until Jack Posobiec called some folks he knew at Twitter, and they were able to even allow me to get on the Twitter. Uh, so I'm 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 here, and, and and as soon as they fix that uh, glitch, I'll be glad to call in from my phone. But for now, I'm with uh, Chase Geyser. Yeah, and we've just got we just got Jack up on stage as well. Uh, he just came up now. So Jack, uh, we appreciate you trying to fix. Uh, uh, so what happens, Alex, when you try to join the space from your account? You can't see the space, or it doesn't allow you to join. Wow. Wow. Did you hear me? Did you hear me, Alex? What happens? So when you try to join, does it just not show the space, or you can't click and join? No, no, it, it lets me begin to join, and then it sent me an error message saying your account is banned. I have a screenshot of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, it could be just technical. Well, how? first uh, question that I have for you, we've got a pretty pretty incredible panel, a lot of people that you probably know, and we're going to go to the panel in a bit as well for uh, for questions. But, um, you know, first I want to applaud you for coming here. You could have gone anywhere, but you came on a platform that you know we ask the hard questions. We, we always try to represent all sides of every discussion and avoid echo chambers. And that was the first place you came on as you got reinstated on X. So, so I want to applaud that step. Um, first question that I have for you, how does it feel to be back? Well, I've got to say it's, it's not about me. Uh, it's about everybody having the courage to stand up for free speech, particularly Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson and others. And because when we put up with somebody else being censored for whatever reason, the media says, or, whether something they said that was wrong or something that hurts our feelings. When we censor somebody else or, or, or go along with it, we end up censoring everybody else, including ourselves. And so I want to applaud everybody for after five, six years of this nightmare uh, for waking up uh, to the truth of what's really going on. And, and, and so it's very exciting. I feel like the tide has really turned. And I'm not just seeing this, you know, here in cyberspace on Twitter, which has obviously exploded and, uh, just is dominating while the old big tech dinosaurs die uh, because they are like Pravda and the old Soviet Union. So it's, it's very, very exciting to be part of history. But really, this isn't about me. This is about the public recognizing that the process that was used to demonize me, misrepresent what I said and did, and then silence me and then build straw men. Once they silence you off all major platforms, they're able to then steal your identity and then turn you into something you weren't with edited clips and out of context stuff. And now even uh, everybody's experiencing it is prominent with these deep fakes. So that's why it's so important that everybody have a voice, even if we disagree with them, uh, because we need to hear what they actually have to say in real time, uh, especially in this so connected world, because uh, this is the real discrimination of the, of the future with these social credit scores and AI systems 
uh, is, is using excuses to block humans off the web, uh, but then giving bots free reign. That's another visionary thing that Elon Musk has done is declare war uh, on the bots, declare war on robots that are that are stealing that entities and masquerading as humans. That's that's really critical. So one thing I did in, in a post today, and I think Tucker was the first one to do this, and not only calling you the, the most censored man on the planet, he said that you were, I think, the first major personality to be censored by big tech. And he told a story on how Tim Cook had a meeting with other platforms in 2017, end of 2017, and they made the decision to censor you not only from social media platforms, but that included your bank account. That included everything. Can you tell us more about the platforms that censored you, the excuse that they gave, and the experience that you went through? Absolutely. I think that was back in August of 2017, 18. I don't remember the exact date, but it was in August. And I normally get up at about four in the morning. So I got up, got a cup of coffee, turned the computer on, and I had hundreds of messages saying it was just announced you were banned. And Tim Cook said, yeah, we had our weekend meeting and I met with the other heads of big tech. and We decided to curate like it's a museum and I'm a museum piece that he just took out and put something else in there. You know, a nice word for liquidating. And then they really didn't have excuses for why they did it. They used some really, really strange excuses that I was rude to a CNN reporter, Oliver Darcy, and that uh, I'd also beat up a child in Missouri because the guy looked like me, but it was on ABC News. And it was just really, really, really flimsy reasons. And uh, then I was taken off. We lost most of our software that we were already paying for. We lost our shopping cart software. We lost the sub software. We lost LinkedIn. We lost over a hundred things. And then we lost our banking. We launched our, uh, uh, our credit card processor. We lost over a hundred things in the next week or two. Uh, and it was really, really intense. And, and then, then they had, we later learned, I'm not going to say names or even get into it because that's what they want's attention. But we learned there was a big, powerful New York, uh, PR firm that actually does the PR for the UN and, and also for some of the CIA operations, and that's really what we're talking about here. That's all come out in Congress now. And then they went and dredged up stuff in my timeline out of context, blew it up times a million, and then said that I was currently doing things I'd never done, just outrageous, horrible things. But notice, never proof, never a clip, never a video, never anything. And so other than like three-second clips out of context, so I was unable to defend myself and so they were able to then create this new Alex Jones. But then I was very blessed over the next five years. The public really on their own, because they kept demonizing, kept attacking, sometimes thousands of articles a week, hundreds of TV programs a week. I'm not exaggerating. I mean, AP articles syndicated in every newspaper in the country at least once a week. And Daily Mail attack pieces every week, just, just thousands and thousands and thousands of articles. Like I was a third world country they were about to invade. It was, it was that much propaganda, but it, it wasn't as they were really that scared of me. They knew in documents that later came out that once they used me as a training tool, like a chew toy for attack dogs, that once the public got scared and didn't defend me and self-censored and didn't promote me, then they could move on to everybody else. So I was simply the first big domino to fall. And then once they did that, they were able to take the whole thing over. And since then, uh, I mean, they had NATO summits five years ago saying, we got Alex Jones and now we're going to get everybody. We're going to basically shut down left, right, everybody. We're going to bring in total control. The Internet will soon be like Netflix. Uh, there'll only be approved channels and approved programs. These are quotes. 
And so I was there on still some talk radio stations and my own website, Infowars.com, desperately trying to explain, look, they're having congressional hearings about AI censoring people. Uh, they're, they're having EU and NATO meetings. Here are the documents. Here are the videos. And they were so confident then because no one was talking about it in cyberspace. And it was just little pockets talking about it. So they got away with it. But then they got so arrogant with the Hunter Biden laptop and with what we saw in the build up to 2020 and, and after that. And then they censored so many tens of millions of people, really more than that, and removed billions of posts uh, on you know, questioning COVID origins or questioning the Libya pullout or questioning you know, open borders that it just infuriated the public because they went too far. And then people went back and said, oh, well, what happened to Alex Jones? And so they basically dug me up did a, did a, you know, uh, exhumed me and did a uh, autopsy and found out that I was just the first test subject. And so, quite frankly, I'm just very honored for everybody's support and people seeing through this. I'm certainly not perfect, but 99% of what people hear about me is not true. It's the same thing they do to Elon, where he says nice things. And, and, and then they, they lie and say, Elon Musk just said this. And then you spend an hour trying to find where he actually said what he said, and you finally find it, and it's the opposite. And, and, and so I'm telling you, folks, that's what they do. They completely twist everything. And I think so many people got a large serving of what I had that there was a, a lot of camaraderie. And, and, and quite frankly, everybody are veterans. I wouldn't call us victims, but we're veterans of real information war now. We've all had a real chance to experience it. And uh, so it, it's, a, it's a major tide turning point. I know that like a poison battery, they charged me up with so much negativity, such a straw man lie, such a, such a horrible, terrible demon that Elon knew that if he brought me back early, I think that that would have been too far because the public wasn't educated yet and he had to free the rest of the captives first. Uh, but I think as more evidence came out, he made that bold move uh, because it's really a fuck you. Uh, j just like he said a few weeks ago at the New York Times, that these people are, there's never enough censorship. You never can bend enough to them. You, you never can compromise with them. They never compromise with us. So you kind of, you finally reach that, well, fuck you moment. Fuck yourself moment. Go fuck yourself. And, and, and so I think that's the shot heard around the world. I think that was the final tipping point with the tide completely turned. When Elon Musk said, go fuck yourself, you can mark that day as a shot heard around the world in the info war. And when we turn the tide. So in your interview with Packer, you did express concern on what could happen. To, so you expressed understanding on why Elon didn't bring you back. Obviously, that didn't last long. And you also had concerns on what could happen to Elon if he does reinstate your account. Now that you're back, do you expect Elon, who also quote, I think he replied to Brian, who's on stage. One of his replies, he said, I expect revenue to potentially drop from this decision. Do you expect there to be attacks or pressure on Elon after he reinstated you? Well, I think he said that yesterday. He, I don't, I don't have the the comment on X in front of me, but he basically said it's it, it's the right thing to do because of principle, and it's also what the majority of the vote said. So this probably will hurt X monetarily, but justice be done, may the heavens fall, basically. But at the end of the day, uh, it it already has way more traffic, way more people. It's avant garde. It's 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 revolutionary. It's rebel, it's maverick, and that's what Elon Musk has always said he is, and, and he's done all these maverick things, and people always say, well, he didn't really do that. But I went back and researched it, he did do that. All these incredible successes, I'm not kissing his ass, it's true, and the fact that he could take over Twitter, free it, 
and bring back one of the most demonized people, if not the most demonized in the world. Talk about a witch hunt. Uh, shows he, he put his money where his mouth is and is the Mavericks Maverick. I mean, nobody can argue now that this guy is 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 not cutting edge Maverick. And, and so I think he understands that that's where this is going. And he's he's gambling on free humanity. He's betting. He's betting on humanity. So when I was on Tucker, he taped it a few weeks ago because uh, he was you know waiting to launch his new network to launch his Monday. But he said he waited long enough. So he went ahead and released it ahead of his new network launching Monday. They'll still be here on X, but you know, obviously some of it will be behind a paywall. Um, I I didn't think that 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 Musk was. I mean, I knew he was a maverick, but I didn't know that he was like Top Gun. I'm, I'm just being serious. So I said, look, I understand. He knows I've been so demonized, so lied about. They built me into the devil's devil at an emotional level with so many people uh, that 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 they will absolutely come after him. At a never before seen level, this happens. And the ADL and the CIA and the Justice Department and the Southern Poverty Law Center Media Matters, they were already doing it when I was taping the interview like three weeks ago. But then since then, all those big establishment sponsors who are already being boycotted by the American people, by the way, so 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 they're 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 losing literally hundreds of billions of dollars in the aggregate because the people are boycotting them, as Elon said. Well, now they're trying to bully Elon to bully the American people, the people of the world. So he said, go fuck yourself. And I, I can't speak for Elon. Maybe he'll call in. But I think when he, as soon as they did that to him, even though he tried to you know, basically work with them, was being very, very fair. And, you know, I think really cleaned up, you know, the, uh, the, the thing of bots and things like that. As soon as they doubled down, he said, you know what? Screw you. I'll go ahead then and release the cracking. And it's not that I'm that good on Twitter or that I'm even that great of a talk show host. It's the symbol of what they built of Alex Jones is now an archetype of the rebel populist and what the establishment fears. And so uh, what Elon did was really throw down the gauntlet. Yeah, so we've sent an invite to Elon. Um, hopefully he'll be able to join. He is online. So we'll see if he joins. But do you think it's enough? And I'm focusing heavily on censorship because there's a lot of things we're going to discuss here with us for a while. But I'm focusing on this because I do think it's one of the biggest threats that people are not paying attention to. To have a small amount, of, like to, to see what happened to you, to what happened to Tate as well most recently, a small group of people that can make a decision to not only deplatform someone, but essentially wipe, almost wipe them out from existence. Now, obviously, X and Rumble are, are making that difficult for them. Is, um, is a threat to democracy, something that people are not talking about and something that hasn't stopped. But do you think it's enough for Elon's doing and uh, Rumble's doing on a much smaller scale? Absolutely. I mean, what Elon Musk is doing, and I'm not trying to gush here, uh, but it is 1776 2.0. It is grand. It is amazing. Uh, you asked the question earlier, you know, is he in danger? I think Elon's dad is right. I mean, if you don't think Trump's in danger for what he's doing, and I'm not saying he's perfect, but he's definitely anti-establishment, you're crazy. If you don't think Elon isn't uh, in, in physical danger for what he's doing, he is directly taking on the old, rotting, corporate, megabank, BlackRock establishment that's trying to bring in a world government, cashless society, social credit score, ESGs, all of this. And he's trying to create, as he said, an alternate plan for history. But instead of forcing it down our throats, he's trying to offer people to come to the table and all of us collectively through free market competition, add our two cents and build something that's America 2.0 or America, you know, intergalactic, uh, you know, a hundred point oh. And so, 
I mean, I've always liked Elon Musk because I would hear him talking five, six, seven years ago, and I thought that's exactly how I think on so many issues. I disagree with some things he did, but I've seen his evolution into understanding that you can't work with this establishment anymore. They're too, they're too stagnant. They're 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 they're, they're too detached from reality. They're dangerous, and it's time for a new guard. It's time for new leadership. And you see the energy of Elon Musk or the energy of Donald Trump. It's it's that in of itself threatens the establishment. They have all these layers of, of bureaucracy and so they can deny uh, culpability for the terrible things they're doing. And because of opening up X, it's changed the world. And we've seen the traffic explode. We've seen the engagement explode. And we've seen it accelerate the collapse of the other big tech uh, uh, media operations because they can only survive when there's no competition. And I know Elon doesn't want to collapse them. He wants to work with them. But they were trying to collapse the Western system of an open free society, branding it as a neoliberal open free society when it's really a giant totalitarian fraud. And so uh, I, I'm just excited to be here at the dawn of 1776 part two. Now there's going to be bumps. There's going to be a lot of problems you know, in the, in, in the way Biden just said last week, and it was confirmed to also be told to Congress by the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff um, that if they do not give another $106 billion to Ukraine, we're going to have U.S. troops dying soon on the ground. Your sons, your daughters, your nephews, as what Lloyd Austin told Congress in a closed session, but it was told directly by a congressman, uh, word for word, that wrote it down uh, to uh, Tucker Carlson. And so these people are now threatening nuclear blackmail if we don't keep their money laundering operation going. It's got to end. It's got to stop now. Uh, and the world sees that and the world knows that. So, so I think instead of this even being a political movement, it's a worldwide renaissance 2.0 that simply doesn't want to blow the planet up and just wants common sense and wants all the crazy Hitlerian, Napoleonic uh, corporate war games to end. Uh, and, and, and so I just think that, that, that sanity is beginning uh, to flood back into the discourse. Yeah, so we're going to talk about the Ukraine war. We're going to talk about Gaza as well. And you've, uh, you've talked about it on Tucker's interview. I've got a few quotes from there. It's going to take a few questions from the panel, maybe three quick questions. Uh, Laura and then and then Brian. Thanks, Mario. Uh, no, I, I saw that you were asking uh, Alex about whether this threatens democracy. I think the biggest issue is that uh, this has been a, a threat to our constitutional republic and democracy all around the world. And we've been blowing, you know, blowing the whistle on this for years. I, I can't help but think back to the day before Alex was permanently banned from Twitter. And that was uh, September 5th, 2018, when Alex and I attended the congressional hearing on big tech censorship and we called out Jack Dorsey. And it was Republicans who, you know, shouted me out and had us thrown out of the hearing room. And so I think it's important for people to know that Republicans had enough time. They were in control of the House and the Senate. Um, and, you know, Trump was in the White House when Alex and I were trying to warn people about how this would impact our elections, how this would impact our ability to have open discourse. And when we were, you know, screaming from the from from the top of our lungs about how they were going to shut down people's bank accounts and use big tech to steal the election with Yael Roth sitting in the front row with Jack Dorsey. It's all on video. OK, um, they, they called us crazy. And, and Laura, so let me just let me just back you up on this. I talked to Trump back at the time and I said, listen, they're already curtailing you way back 90 percent. And he was still so confident he, he, he didn't take it serious. And this is a big criticism of Trump. He spoke some about censorship, but but once he got banned, then it became front and center because, again, there's still, especially in really older people, I'm not being mean, but 
you know, people that are 75, 78 years old, he was like 74 at the time, they have real blind spots. And, and I mean, remember just a few years ago, they would have congressional hearings and Google would lie to the, the telecommunications committee and say, no, we don't track anybody's phones or locations. And they'd say, okay, good. I heard that. And congressman would say, why does it pop up on there? Where's that coming from? So you've got people that are dinosaurs when it comes to tech who don't understand any of it. And you have a judiciary that's the same. And so it's the blind leading the blind. And they don't understand that a new government, a multinational technocracy has already basically taken the world over. Now they're starting to catch up really quick, but you know, I know Jack Posobiec's on here. Jack has been in intelligence. He's connected to so many things going on. And Jack has been warning for six months that Biden would threaten physical war right before the election and use an expansion uh, of that war to try to cancel the election or stay in power. And now Alex, you there? Did he drop out? Oh, I'm, I'm uh, right here. Can you hear me? Oh yeah. I yeah. think you got a call. Yeah, go ahead. How much of that got over? I'm sorry. How much? All of it. All of it. Is, is, she, is she up to the Biden part last few seconds? Well, it's just that Biden, Biden represents the worst war hawks, the people that took us to all these illegal wars, the people that killed millions of Iraqis with sanctions, Madeleine Albright, the Democrats, the Republicans. Let's not forget Madeleine Albright on 60 Minutes was asked by Leslie Stahl, OK, you guys tripled the sanctions that George Herbert Walker Bush had on before. And over a million Iraqis have died, a half million of them children. That number later doubled to a million children, a million adults, not debated. And, and they said, is that a good price to pay? And she said, yes, it's a good price to pay. We basically do it again. Now, that's the mindset of the Republican Democrat war hawk leadership that is so crazy. They've been putting out white papers that are being circulated by the highest levels of the Pentagon that nuclear war is survivable. So all I'm saying is, is that we have to get control of our governments again to literally stop them destroying the planet. And I don't think I'm exaggerating to say that. And Jack's been warning about this. Jack, any comments on this before going to Brian? Yeah. Hey, Mario. Hey, Alex. Great to uh, great to see you back here on X in its new iteration. And I, I do think that because we face such a complex and unique series of threats right now, um, one of which I would include and I would not put it beyond this current establishment to find an excuse to, as we saw in 2020, they used the crisis of COVID to change the way that we hold elections fundamentally in the United States, right? That's without question. They did do that. That they would look or seek for a crisis on a military, right, on a military um, footing to whether it be Gaza, whether it be Ukraine, whether it be a crisis involving the Taiwan Strait, whether it be something else that we haven't even talked about at this point to then go in and find a new way to put controls on our election. Because, look, you know, I was with uh, President Trump last night uh, in New York. We had a huge gala dinner. And, and we talked about the importance of this next election and how it really plays into the censorship and the, these ideas of what the, what the ability of the distribution channels of truth are. And so whether or not you have someone who has an opinion on, oh, okay, I'm a Trump supporter, I'm not a Trump supporter, I'm an Alex Jones supporter, I'm not an Alex Jones supporter, I'm pro-Ukraine, I'm pro-Russia, I'm pro-Israel, I'm pro-Gaza, whichever it is, if you don't have one central hub, as Alex has said, 
that's allowing for these ideas and allowing for this information to be disseminated. And you've got people that decide that they can put their finger on the trigger and take out somebody like Alex Jones, who was the first one to do this. I mean, Alex, I was with you the day that this happened down there in Congress. That was the picture I posted of the two of us, because this has been the problem since really 2018. And if Trump hadn't, because people need to remember what the internet was like before Trump won the election. It really was when Trump won the election, because you had the head of Google go up there and say on election night, at a, in an internal meeting, and Alan Bakari at Breitbart has the video on this, said, we will not let this happen again. Big Tech said, we will not let a populist uprising take over and put a candidate in office, right? Left or right, they said they will choose from now on. And that's when the censorship industrial complex began. So prior to Alex Jones's just really public execution in terms of the digital square, it was a digital public execution that we saw Prior to that, the idea that people were getting suspended on Twitter, you know, Twitter 1.0 or even Facebook or YouTube or any of these things, it was ridiculous. You, ha you had to either, you know, really, you know, seriously violate terms of service, uh, death threats, doxing. That was pretty much it. That was pretty much the only thing or like actually hacking the system was the only thing that get you out. But when they did that to Alex Jones, it fundamentally changed the way that we operate on social media and the way that we share information. And up until the point where Elon Musk purchasing uh, Twitter and transforming it now into X, we have not had the ability to freely share information. And that's why in the past year, it's basically been about a year and change since he purchased it. That's why you've suddenly started to see people and not even just on X, but out in the real world, out in normal conversations, we're finally starting to move past that point of intense censorship or if you've lived in any country that has an authoritarian regime, you know that the censorship isn't external, it's internal. So it's internal, it's in your mind, you know you're not allowed to hold certain opinions, you know you're allowed to say certain things, and so you censor yourself before you speak. And so Alex, I, I just commend you for being able to always walk through these things, to never stop fighting, and then you know, really just you have to look at Elon Musk and say thank you for what he has done. $44 billion of his own money, his other companies, his stocks, everything that he's going through, having to leverage to be able to give the world this a real, back. A real gamble betting on the people. And that's just one small point to throw before I forget about it because I was asked the question earlier how I've dealt with this. Again, I literally don't say this to sound like I love everybody and I'm this you know, gracious guy. This is not about me. It's about all of us. But once you get censored and once people are scared to defend you, they can lie about you. They can attack you. They can demonize you. But more importantly, I was then used as a tool to scare everybody else and say, look what we did to Alex Jones. You better behave yourself or will Alex Jones you? And of course, I love Twitter. It's my favorite platform. Even though I've not been on there for years, I'm on it morning, noon, and night, getting news, reading things, seeing what's happening. And I can't tell you the tens of thousands of times. I mean, I'd see it a hundred times a day. Uh, establishment leftists, but this is bipartisan tyranny, also establishment Republicans saying, you're going to get it like Alex Jones. We're going to Alex Jones, all of you. So, so these totalitarians were carrying out a tried and trusted formula. So another example of someone that's gone through the same thing is, is obviously Andrew Tate, which you retweeted earlier. We've got Tristan on stage. Uh, Tristan, uh, we've got Alex Jones back on X. We'd love your thoughts on your experience getting censored and congratulations on finally being able to walk free. Well, thank you very much. As, as most of you know, I am free now to travel the entire country of Romania. It's just another step on the way to my eventual exoneration. 
Um, this isn't as much of a setup as, as people think, but obviously I can't do, talk too much about the case. Uh, my, my quick thoughts on, on Alex Jones um, being reinstated to X, uh, to be fair, today has been the happiest day of my life this year, and that includes my release from prison. I feel like Alex Jones is the canary in the coal mine. As he said, he was the guy who they canceled first. They hit first. And he actually set an example, I think, for all of us guys, myself, my brother included, who have been canceled, who've been through the same shit that he's went through, because I have platforms like Rumble to fall back on. X obviously reinstated me the moment Elon bought it. But Alex Jones was fighting in the fucking trenches, pardon my French, for years and years and years by himself, Infowars.com, with, you know, me and his loyal fans and, you know, people tuning in and supporting him. And, you know, the fact that he's now made it through the fire and he's back on X is, is a massive, massive moment, I think, for the, for the movement of, of everybody who believes in what, what I think we all believe. And, you know, as I said, we could disagree on certain issues, but basics like the democratically elected leaders of countries need to lead the countries basic shit like this i mean alex jones is is a real voice for truth a voice for reason a voice for what's right a voice against evil and i'm just absolutely ecstatic that he's back i i can't wipe the smile off my face thank you tristan love you alex i can i can link that to another question before going to brian i know you're waiting for a while brian and um, what's your plan now that you're back on X? Do you have any plans? Have you, have you, were you expecting this in any way after seeing the poll? I plan to be extremely careful. And, and that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm letting the censors dampen what I say or what I do. I just realize anything I say or do, they're going to try to twist. And so I'm really going to try to not let uh, Elon's gamble down or, 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 or any of the people that supported me's gamble down. I'm going to try to be, very serious, very focused. And I intend to do like uh, Tucker's done with a nightly monologue that goes out on X. And I'm really going to try to promote all the other voices and all the other great people that are out there because there's real safety in numbers. And the more people we have with big followings that know what's going on, that stand up for basic human freedom and transcend left or right and, and really just want renaissance, uh, it's where we need to go. And really what Elon Musk has been saying, if we don't have 2.1 children on average, civilization is going to collapse. Technology is not bad if it's our tool. Uh, so really, I'm going to try to get behind uh, people being prepared, stabilizing the economy, uh, innovating the economy, uh, just like the, the, the world economy was stagnant. But then the things we got out of the space race and NASA helped create the whole new world we have. I really want to push to get all the uh, disruptive technologies that have been suppressed out to the public. And again, I think that Elon's at the forefront of that. I'm not trying to kiss his ass. It's just true. And so I'm really just going to try to push for peace and justice and transparency and unity. And I'm not going to try to do the clickbait and, you know, buy into the Carnegie and CIA groups that are trying to create racial division. And I'm not going to try to get into the whole Russian Ukrainian division or Hamas Israel division. I'm going to try to show all the sides of it and just try to find the common ground for peace and justice uh, into the future not to rebrand myself, but to show people who I really am. Because, sure, I was big on hundreds of radio stations and to my own audience, and people would still just see the little clips that would go viral, you know, the more hilarious or extreme or even satirical things. Uh, and so now I'm going to really, really try to uh, get my identity back, uh, really from a selfish position, too, because it, it, it's hurt my family a lot. So I don't care much about myself, really. It, it's it, I've got thick skin. But it's been rough for my family, 
you know, what they did turning me into Hitler 2.0. And so I'm really going to try to put a lot of content out uh, like I did on Tucker uh, so people can actually hear who I really am. And so we can just come together and move forward, not kill each other. Brian, before we move on to, to the, the war in Ukraine and the war in, in Gaza, I would give you the mic for a quick question. Yeah, so, so before I ask you a question, I, I just want to say uh, we're probably about as far politically away from each other as anybody can get. I disagree with you on probably so much. Uh, but I, I think dialogue's key. Uh, and I, I think I even advocated for your banning at one point, probably like 2017 or something like that. And when we were banned in 2019, you were literally the only person to actually speak out for us. So I thank you for that. Um so I, I, I guess my question would be, uh, like, what are your thoughts about the new X? Uh, community notes, obviously, that's going to help fact-checking. Have, have you played around with community notes? Do you understand how that works? And how do you think that's going to be used, whether it's for you or, or against you? I welcome community notes. I, I mean, I think that it's not censorship. It's a community square. So if I got up in the community square and I said the moon was made out of cheese or that we should kill all the black people, both things are not true. Um, then people come up in the square and say, no, the moon's not made out of cheese. Or they come up and say, no, we shouldn't kill all the white people or anybody. Or So so whatever the crazy statement is, the answer is being able to respond to it. And so I really welcome community notes because then it's not some big corporation like Microsoft with their news guard who's got one of the worst records actually of truthfulness out there telling you that they're the arbiter of truth and using sly methods like Snopes and others do to deceive people. Uh, I welcome, I welcome uh, people correcting me. You know, when I'm on the radio slash TV doing my weekday shows uh, at InfoWars, uh, I've got a crew and they're running it and they don't tell me what to say or do, but a couple times a day they said, Hey, you just said a date wrong. Or you just, you just said something that they know is wrong. And then I, I correct it because I never consciously uh, get something wrong. But when you're talking three, four hours a day, you make mistakes. And so I think that that's what this is all about. And and so I really look forward. In fact, you know, I want people that politically disagree with me to come on. That's much better radio and TV. Uh, but, you know, the Internet put people in their own silos uh, where we don't communicate with each other. And, and, and half the time, we're disagreeing with the other side because we have a distorted perspective of what they're saying. And we know that the CIA and the Justice Department and the Carnegie and Ford and Rockefeller Foundations that on record create all this uh, division, they're the ones that are manipulating all of that and, and using that for divide and conquer strategies. And, and so I do know how community notes work. And uh, I think it's the best system out there. And I think it's a great innovation that's been brought to the Internet by X. So, so like, uh, one one final question, if you don't mind. Uh, what have have you communicated with Musk at all before the, before he you were re reinstated, uh, or did this happen kind of suddenly? No, I, I haven't communicated with Elon, and uh, I mean I'm good friends with Joe Rogan. He didn't tell me any secrets, but we get dinner, you know, here and there, and he hangs out with Musk quite a bit. And uh, he told me like two three years ago, he goes, "No, Musk is totally for real, and really is pissed off about what's going on," and. Uh, and Joe basically said, he says a lot of the same stuff you say, you know, to me at dinner, he says at dinner. Uh, and so, I mean, I really have just been really uh, pleased at, at what Musk has done. Christ said you judge a tree by its fruits. And uh, the fruit coming out of Musk is, is just 
all good. I mean, I, in fact, I mean, it's 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 really amazing uh, what he's been able to do. And so, uh, and, and I've told my own listeners this because <clears throat> Musk has pushed some things, you know, that people can take and say, "Oh, that's bad." Well, my uncle was in a motorcycle accident and got an experimental brain chip five years ago, and now can walk and talk and everything else. So I'm not against brain chips uh, when you need them. I don't think Musk is, is bad for pushing that. I don't, I don't think school kids should get them or they should be, you know, sold at, at a consumer level and people should be told, go out and get them if something isn't wrong with you. But I'm also a libertarian. If you want to go out and get a brain chip, that's fine. But my audience, you know, in the last few years is like, well, maybe he is good. And then now they're like, wow, this guy's great because he's doing so much good. You really can't argue with the product. Um, and, and that's why the establishment's after him. And that's the final thing, you know, somebody's good. Uh, when the when the very corrupt evil establishment is after him, so I mean I mean I wouldn't call myself a Musk file, uh, but I'm certainly a supporter of his main agendas uh, that I see as very very healthy and, and and transformative and empowering for the species. Yeah, and, and Musk said it himself in a in a reply to you, um, Brian. I'm just trying to find the the quote here, but essentially I might he says something along the lines of I might disagree with a lot of what. Uh, what Alex says, but this is what free speech is all about. Um, and also another thing you mentioned, uh, uh, Alex, about Musk's safety. One of the first things he came, he, I think it was the first time he came on this show or the second, one of the first two, and he said something along the lines of, um, if they say, if something happens to me, just remember, I will never commit suicide. Um, so it just kind of highlights the concern that many have, just based on a lot of the decisions that he's making, and this is one of them. But I'll move the discussion with you. Yeah, go ahead. That's really important. Trump will never commit suicide. I will never commit suicide. Elon Musk will never commit suicide. Andrew Tate will never commit suicide. None of us will ever commit. Jack Sobek won't commit suicide. Steve Bannon won't. Uh, that they don't want to turn us into martyrs. They either poison you, or they come to a murder suicide, kill your wife, kill you. That's a known deep state tactic. And so, absolutely, if they if they gun down Elon Musk, that only makes him bigger. Uh, but he's such a threat, they might do it, even though it makes him into a martyr, because they know there's not leadership to replace him. Uh, so absolutely, it's very important he get it on record that he will never commit suicide. That's why Trump will, you know, be randomly driving down the road and order Secret Service to pull over at a hamburger place. And he walks in and says, I'm buying hamburgers for all of you. And he stands right there at the counter and watches it made, has them deliver him the bags, and then he randomly grabs one. And I'm not going to get into inside baseball, but... Uh, the kind of stuff they were doing to Trump early on, and I first broke this, and later it came out that he thought this too. They said, oh, Trump's crazy. He thinks they're putting, you know, stuff, uh, sedatives in his food early on in the White House. I've been told by high-level sources that he did indeed believe that was happening. So so they they also don't might not kill Musk, uh, but he should watch out for them, uh, you know, putting radioactive isotope in his food or, or some type of... Uh, you know, some type of uh, tranquilizer that builds up in the blood. I mean, this is the real stuff that these intelligence agencies that think they own us have done around the world. So people better watch out. And you're talking about one of the one of the most powerful people in the world and, and the richest man alive. So kind of highlighting that the amount of uh, influence or power they may have. Talking about the intelligence agencies, you did talk, and we do have uh, Jackson on stage, who's been very vocal about the war, in, and Laura as well, who's been vocal about the war in, uh, in Gaza. You said something on the Tucker Carlson interview. You said, there is no way one of the best intelligence agencies in the world 
didn't know this was coming, and you're referring to what happened on October 7th. Can you elaborate on this and expound on what that means to, to the Middle East and where, how the war could end? I want to be 100% clear. Israel's a diverse political group. You know, they, were, they were basically in a soft civil war. So when I criticize Israel, it's not me trying to get points against Israel or points against uh, Palestine and the Palestinians. It's just a fact. I did that Tucker interview before the New York Times came out and said Israeli military says they knew one year before of the attack and the plans. Uh, and now we know there was insider trading. And so we're not sure who in the Israeli government didn't get the news to Netanyahu or whether he did know. Uh, but 100 percent, there was a seven hour at least stand down with attack helicopters 10 minutes away by air. Israel has over 300 of them, including almost 100 Apaches and Cobras, fully loaded with weapons at any one time. Five attack helicopters could have been there when the first calls came in, but instead retired military officers from as far away as Tel Aviv North drove 45 minutes to an hour south uh, to, to try to stop the attack. And so it is a fact that Israel stood down and Netanyahu said, well, let's investigate it after the war is over. Well, now he's saying it's going to last 10 years. So uh, there, there is uh, something rotten in the state of Denmark. This time it's rotten in the state of Israel. Uh, you have uh, $6 billion sent by Biden to Iran a month before. Iran is financing uh, Hamas through Hezbollah. Uh, and, and, and so I'm not saying Hamas works for Israel, even though Israel helped set it up in the late 1970s. That's on record. Uh, there's some larger global destabilization uh, going on here so that the Warhawks make more money and have political distractions. So I think what we know for a fact is Israel stood down. We just don't know exactly who or why. Jackson? Uh, yeah, I have a question for Alex. And Alex, by the way, it was great being on your show about two weeks ago. I had a fantastic conversation with you. Um, my question for you is... You know, we look at the Trump administration that's probably going to be forming and the first Trump administration, he, you know, handpicked, or, you know, they kind of had the Republican Party put a bunch of people in that were deep state appointees that were very pro-war. It wasn't until the end of the administration when we saw more rational minds like Colonel Douglas McGregor begin to rise up. So in this next Trump administration, obviously, I think he's going to be filling the spots, the important spots with those anti-war voices, uh, given everything that's happening with China, Russia, Gaza, and all the people that want to go to war right now so much with those countries. But, you know, Trump is only going to be in office for four years, and then who's next? You're going to have another pro-war spokesperson like Ron DeSantis probably running in Gavin Newsom. So What's the answer to how we can actually rid these anti-human Malthusian scum from our government? Does Trump have to lock them in prison? I mean, I personally would support that. But what? Do you, how do you think we actually rid this problem once and for all? Well, I don't know if Jack Posobiec's there, but he is. He and Steve Bannon are probably the smartest people on this subject. So if he's still there, please pop in after me. But let me just give you a 35,000-foot view. What you said is totally true about... Trump thought, hey, this is like a business. I'm going to come in, bring people in. They're going to do what I tell them. No, Obama signed the Countering Foreign Disinformation Propaganda Act as one of his last acts when he left office in 2017. And he put a stay-behind networks in the agencies, State Department, FBI, CIA, Justice Department, some think tanks to actually undermine Trump under the auspices of him being a Russian agent with no proof. 
So th- this was going on at the RNC uh, in 2016 in Cleveland. It, it, it later came out. They'd already designated him with no proof as a Russian agent and turned these systems loose on him and the American uh, people. So Trump has said when he gets in, he is going to purge the leadership uh, of the U.S. attorneys, all of them, which Clinton did that as well. So it's constitutional. That's why they say he's going to be a dictator and he's going to kill everybody and prosecute his political enemies. They're the ones that have been doing that. All he's got to do is remove them. And he's been provided with lists now and is now listening to people that knows who's who. I mean, well, let me tell you, the deep state really came after me in, in 2018 when I went on air and said, Fiona Hill is on the board of George Soros's Open Society. Fiona Hill is the, one of the top writers at theglobalist.com. Fiona Hill, working with McMaster, are inside operatives, and they're, they're the moles. And man, I mean, they, all hell broke loose. And she went on 60 Minutes and said, I don't even know what a globalist is. And, 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 and so that's why they've said they're not going to let Trump get in. So they, they said he was a Russian to the intelligence agencies. And the intelligence agencies created the fake dossiers, used cutouts. Uh, now they're saying he's going to be a dictator. And so he's got to be stopped. And I believe like they did with JFK because he wasn't going along with the Federal Reserve. They are already have the plans and blueprints ready. I guarantee you they're trying to poison him right now. And, and if that doesn't work, they'll either blow his airplane up or shoot him. So you're kind of counting your chickens before they're hatched. And I, and I hope you're right that he gets in. But I don't think they're going to let him get in unless there's a big enough uproar up front uh, to let the establishment know that we're watching them and are aware. And there may be such an awakening now uh, that they do back off. That would be their smarter course than try to reinfiltrate uh, in the future, but I don't believe they're going to do that. I believe this is the critical juncture, the heart of the battle. It's the Waterloo, and they're outnumbered, they're surrounded, uh, and they're not going to surrender. And 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 so, uh, if, if if you know if, if Napoleon could have assassinated his enemies instead of being defeated, he would have done that. And so I use the Napoleon analogy. So it's the globalist in the bunker, like Hitler in 1945. The problem is they're still in control of the bureaucracy. So we are waking everybody up. Populists are being elected everywhere, all over the world. The globalists are in trouble. So now they're going to throw everything, including the kitchen sink at us. And so that's where I stand on that. Is Jack still there? He is. He is. And uh, we also have Elon on here. Uh, he did oh, wow. say that connections, connections to your account, the, the reason you couldn't join is it would take a few, a few more hours for all the connections to be restored. Uh, but you were thanking Elon earlier. He's on stage, Alex, uh, for you to thank him and, and uh, you know, ask him any questions you have or vice versa. Elon, how are you? Um, good, uh, Mario. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's been quite a, these are tumultuous times, um, wild times indeed. Uh, yeah, uh, as you just mentioned, um, when, when there's an account with a large number of followers that is uh, restored to the system, there are a lot of uh, connections that need to get re- uh you have to re-knit the thing together, so that takes several hours. Uh, so uh, the Alex's account should be working, I think, probably you know in a, in a few hours. Um, and uh, it, uh, and Alex, uh, you know, I, look, I, I obviously don't know, don't really know you, and you don't know me, but um, you know, I, one of the questions I really have to just get out of the way, and, I, and you've, you've probably talked about this already before, is the whole Sandy Hook thing, and um, and it, I, you know, because w- w- I, I, it's not like obviously. Uh, if you know, if if somebody's sort of de- denying or, or, or that murders of children, that's not cool uh, at at all. Um, 
you know, and so just what exactly did, did you say? And, 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 and what, what is going on with that situation? You know, I just, I would like to actually hear what you, what, you, what did you say? And, and, and yeah. Well, well, Elon, th thank you for allowing me uh, back into the public square so that I can actually tell the world what really happened. So, and I hope this is the last time I'm happy to Probably do Probably not the last time. That I ever... <laughs> but still. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, it's I don't know how much would you like the short answer or the medium well, answer I, I, or the long I, answer. I think it, I think at least the medium answer. Um, I, I look. I guess people just want to know. Like, obviously, it, it it would be like heartless and cruel to deny uh, a, a a school shooting of children um, or to a, attack the parents uh, or or anyone who is involved. It it's, it seems that 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 would be you know just incredibly mean and cruel frankly so it's sort of uh, that's that's i think you know what a lot of people are are upset about or at least they they think that is the reason to be upset about sure. um and you know uh if that were true i think it would rightly rightly be you know upset with you yeah yes sir well please let me then just tell you what really happened okay and, and if you want me to send you a dossier with clips and videos and articles... <laughs> I mean, post it to your account, you know? Um... Yes, sir, I will do that. So, so let, me, let me tell you what happened. I'm a guy that didn't go to college. I mean, a few years of community college. I started out on Access TV 29 years ago. I was not professionally trained. Uh, and by 19... By 2016, I had 30 million viewers and listeners a day, conservatively. I was the biggest show, as big as Rogan is now or bigger... And I had a very small operation and <clears throat> did not even understand how powerful I was. And so when that event, I just call it the school shooting, which I do believe happened, happened 11 years ago, uh, the internet exploded and it was the top story for off and on for years with all the, with all these uh, professors and former school safety people and, and all of them saying they believed it was a drill and I simply covered them covering that. What was entered in court against me in, in both cases where I was found guilty by judges, kind of like in New York, there's a judge in, in, in Trump's case, not even a jury, in his real estate case. And, and then years later, after Trump got elected and after I was deplatformed, it made me bigger. And so suddenly I would wake up and there would be sometimes 100 articles or more a day every major news channel saying that I was currently saying nobody died, currently sending people to their houses, currently peeing on graves. I didn't even know these people's names. I only said one of their names ever. Now, now, and, I'm, and I believe their children died, and, and, and I understand okay. all that. Okay. But I'm saying, imagine, I was not deplatformed, no mention of, of, of the school shooting in Connecticut uh, for, for like six, seven years. Then they go back to my timeline, and it turns out it was a big New York PR firm, Democratic Party. They dredge it up. They run hundreds of articles, sometimes a day, but a week for uh, over a year. Suddenly, it becomes a big story again. What's the PR then firm? People... Pardon me? Which, which propaganda firm was this? PR is a public relations is a propaganda propaganda word for propaganda. So I think we should call yeah, yes. PR firms propaganda firms because that is in fact what they do. Um, so what propaganda yes, firm was this? I will find the name as soon as I'm off because I can't do today. I'm not good at doing two days at once. I can't walk into bubble gum, but I will post it to the uh, yeah 
two two X because after they got their one point five billion dollar judgment and asked for two point six seven trillion that the, the GDP of India. I'm, I'm not joking, folks. That's Bloomberg. They then came out and bragged that they had quarterbacked the whole thing. They're they're one of the biggest. They do the UN's PR. Okay. And not that that they had quarterbacked quote destroying Alex Jones, and so I did question it. I did say at times I could see that. I'm not going to say it now. They'll take it out of context. I said it again. I did have what they entered in court on me was 23 minutes of video and audio over five, six years. We did an audit. I hadn't talked about them when they sued me for two years. I refused to talk about it. I apologized when the PR firm got involved. And I know who it was at the time. It was just all the news. I said, hey, I thought it happened. Yeah. I said it happened. I said it happened. I decided it happened five years after it happened. So I said, I'm not the Sandy Hook guy. It turns out some of these experts that said it didn't happen are crazy. They made up stuff. I said, I believe it happened. And then they spun it and said, oh, now he admits he lied about it. So it, 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 it isn't who I was. It's kind of like they've done with you. And you did nothing like I did. I mean, I did question it. I did say a few times that I thought it hadn't happened. But I, but I didn't turn the knife. I didn't really think about it. I thought about how I was talking about the Internet with YouTube yeah. videos with 30, 40 million views that I didn't make. Sure. It was a hot okay. topic th that would come back from time to time. But, but no, I was not the creator of it. I was not the progenitor of it. I was not the guy pushing it. Yeah. And, and then I kept saying, no, I believe it happened. And they went, aha, you now admit you lied for money. So what's not true is I never made any money off of it. I barely ever covered it. It's not my identity. And it's just like they misrepresent what you say, take one little thing and twist it and, and, and then say you need to apologize for it. And then they just keep hammering it and hammering it and hammering it and hammering it. So I've been desperately. I mean, in fact, I'll post it to X if you want. There's yeah. over 100 apologies sure. that I've given over 100. In fact, probably 500. Every show I go on, they ask this. I apologized on Joe Rogan's show. Five years ago, I apologized on Patrick Ben David's show five years ago. I, I mean, these are prominent ones. I apologize sure. on, on every show. And I'll say it again. I apologize that I just gave my commentary because I'm really just a guy that a talk radio host. So I do that on the Internet. I just take calls and interview guests and that I play devil's advocate. And if that hurt people's feelings, I apologize. But I did not send people to your houses. I, I did not pee on graves. I, I don't know any of the stuff that went on. And then when they had the trials, after I was found guilty, trials on damages, there was never any video of people peeing on graves, any video of people at houses. There was an FBI agent who was there that day at the tragic event in New Haven, Connecticut. At Sandy, at, well, I can say the name. He, he was there, and he didn't have an FBI vest on, and his gun was pointed the wrong direction, pointed upside down. The internet questioned him. When he got on the stand in Connecticut, my lawyer said, Is he, has Mr. Jones ever said your name? No. Has Mr. Jones ever put your picture on the internet? No. Have any of his hosts done it? No. Has InfoWars ever put your picture out or said your name? No. What happened to you, sir? One man, he said, called me at my offices, like he said, like seven years ago. This is like eight years ago now, and asked me if I was really an FBI agent. The jury gave him $94 million that doesn't exist. $94 million that never said his name. So I, I challenge people to find me say any of their mm. names. I said one guy's name, and I apologized to him on the stand. 
the thing had probably a hundred million views on five or six different YouTube videos uh, of, of, of him smiling and laughing before he walked to the mic. I played the clip one time and said, yeah, that looks like he's an actor. I did not attack him, did not come after him, did not say his child didn't die. And look, I don't want to fight with him though. I said to them in a deposition, I said, I will chop my pinky finger off with a, with a, with a meat cleaver right now. And I, and, and I will, if you'll just leave me alone and stop saying I made hundreds of millions of dollars off of you and stop saying I'm attacking you. So, so it's, so it's very simple. I have become, and I know, I know what happened. The media ran a year of articles attacking them in my name, saying things I never said as a straw man, enraging them against me. And then, so they, they've been victimized. They've been manipulated by a PR operation. And so I would love to come on X with the families. I'd love to raise money on this show or your show, Elon, or any of them. I'd, I'd love to come on here and raise them $10 million for gun safety awareness next week. I would love to. I, I would love to to be in an open panel with them. I I, I would love. Okay. Okay. It, it, it looks. It actually looks like uh, Ed Krasenstein wants to talk. Um, maybe uh, Ed could be good to hear from you. Yeah. So, so I'm kind. I kind of have a question for you, Elon. So let's okay. say well, that. Okay. I mean, this, well, this, is, not, this is not. A, this is not an no, opportunity no. to have you me. No, no. Uh, it's it's in, in regards to Alex Jones, though. It's so okay. it's, re, it's related. So it, okay. let's say Alex Jones or somebody else does the same thing but clearly directly claims that a school shooting did not take place when we know it did does that future person or alex jones get banned or is the new policy that they remain um we need to look at the circumstances there the the the, 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 you know the 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 rule that that we're trying to follow here is to uh, obey the law uh, so obey the laws of the United States, obey the laws of the countries in which uh, X is present, um, and um, but and and really do our best to not go, not go beyond the law uh, on on the premise that if the people wish the law to be different, then then the people will ask their representatives or their leaders to to, to change the law. Um, but otherwise, our, our goal is to uh, hew as closely to the law as possible. Um, so if somebody says something that is uh, unlawful, then then we will take action. If someone does not take do something that is unlawful, then we would aspire to not take action. Um, if, if the laws change, of course, then we will adjust our behavior accordingly. Um, so so that's that's sort of the general general approach that we're taking. Um, and, and now that we have community notes, which while it's not perfect, I think is. It's the it's the best fact checking that I've seen on the internet, and so if if someone were to post false information, uh, they they can be community noted, um, and uh, you know I, it's it's always important to say like no fact checking system is perfect. If, if perfect perfection is the standard, you can just basically dispense with all fact checking because nothing will be perfect. But really, the, it's really how good is the batting average of uh, any any fact checking system? My observation of community notes is that. The, the batting average, the, the, the probability that it, the note is correct is, is very high, um, much better than anything else that I've seen on the internet. Um, and everything in community notes, the code, the data, everything is open source. So you, uh, you can independently uh, recreate the outcome of any, any note uh, as a third party. So that's, it's full transparency. Uh, so I think that having the, the community notes uh, capability is a very powerful 
uh, it's the most powerful disinformation weapon that I'm, you know, for actually combating disinformation. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Can I throw something in real quick here? Sure. Look, this is why I believe what people were saying and actually questioned and, and for a little while thought it might not have happened. We were lied to about WMDs in Iraq. We were lied to about anthrax in Iraq. There was Operation Northwoods. That is true. There was Operation Northwoods in 2000, ABC News, declassified, U.S. government plan to stage fake mass shootings and blowing up airlines with people that would take off and would land, CIA, and then they would actually just blow up a drone plane and then claim a mass event had happened or claim a mass fake shooting happened. So Jesse Smollett lied about what he did. Uh uh, Hezbollah and Hamas, Hezbollah ran it, did kill a lot of Israelis. I condemn the attack, but it wasn't true that they cut a bunch of kids' heads off. Even the White House and, and, and Israel has to admit that. Well, people came out and said they didn't believe that, that there was proof that uh, Hamas cut heads off. So the establishment view was they did cut heads off, but they didn't. So how do we penalize people that, I mean, if somebody wants to believe the earth's flat, they have a right to, and the community notes that everybody else can challenge them. But it's the establishment lying so much that makes people not believe anything, and then they lose faith in everything. I'm, I'm actually worried about this because a lot of my audience yeah. is so, so disillusioned, they think I'm an agent or something, too. I'm not. So, so you, you know, I don't know how we handle this, but I think the government and the media and the think tanks and the PR firms, the propaganda firms, as Elon rightfully said, have been lying professionally so much they've poisoned the well where no one knows what to believe. They've created a smoke screen. And so I don't know how we deal with that other than getting the community. Uh, yeah. uh, Alex, I just want to be clear. Like, you know, Hamas does have a habit of cutting off heads. Um, like it's, it, they're, they're quite uh, proud of cutting off heads. I, you know, this, this particular circumstance, uh, perhaps there is some uncertainty, but they, they do, cut off a lot of heads and that that is there's no question about that and they they they're, they're quite they appear to be quite jubilant they're quite happy when they cut these heads off so, Elon, i don't like hamas i, I don't yeah. like the Muslim brotherhood i don't like hezbollah you're at that is a you're right that is a hallmark they, like, they, they, sand, they're, they're proud of cutting off heads uh, is, is yeah. my observation no i mean i agree yosemite sands yeah. his hallmark is shooting his guns and a red beard and he's short hamas is uh calling card is cutting off heads. I totally agree. But yeah, I'm saying they, they do that a lot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Hey, Elon, do you mind if I jump and in Twitter, for a second? Twitter 1.0. Hold on. Yeah, go, go ahead. Yeah. I'll, say well, I'll go to you right after. Yeah, guys, I'm going to go to you right after. Yeah. Vivek. Yeah, go ahead, Vivek. I just wanted to you know, share one thought in response to Ed's question, which is let's take the content of whatever speech it was that's issue off the table, kids being shot in schools or otherwise. I think there's two kinds of ways to worry. If you're worried about the spread of misinformation or false facts, one is let's deal with the content of the speech itself. And Elon it talked about community notes as being imperfect though it is maybe the best method out there on the internet. And I think that that's one set of discussions to have. That's quite a different thing from what the law certainly looks at as the most draconian first amendment violation, which is what it calls a prior restraint, which is to previously just restrain a person for sp from speaking, period. And I think that that is, no matter what the content of the speech is, it's quite a different thing to say that because of who you are or what you have said in the past, 
you may not say another thing in the future. And so I just think that those are two different concepts. And I, I just, for one, just wanted to share my experience of uh, my Alex Jones experience, <laughs> if I may. That is perfectly said. Yeah. That, because you don't cut somebody's tongue out, yeah. even if I did bad things in the past. And I well, certainly, but, I certainly but, but you know what? If you, I mean, but if people say false things, they deserve to have the consequences for that particular speech aired out in the marketplace of opinions. And you know, yeah. community notes is yes. one feature of, of doing that. And I think that's a legitimate discussion to have. But the idea, first of all, let's just make the observation that if somebody has said a once said a bad thing, then they'd be restrained from speaking. Most people who have been in a position of prominence in the U.S. federal government would not be allowed to speak again in other forums right. if that was the standard was we true. were applying. Right. I mean, you think true. about anybody who's been in the CIA or the FBI in a, in a position of saying that the Hunter Biden laptop story was false or COVID didn't start in a lab in China. So we could go down that whole rabbit hole. But, you know, well, yeah, I mean, as Alex said earlier, I mean, and, and this, is, this is not meant to be any kind of any kind of attack on George Bush, but George Bush did say uh, George Bush II did say that there were WMDs right. in, in Iraq. <laughs> he said it not once, but but many times. And, and that and a lot it's it, it, that that was that was that there was it, there was he did not have sufficient evidence to make the to make that and statement. a lot more deep people um, died as a consequence of that statement exactly than of anything that alex jones anybody. has incorrectly said. but alex i think, I think true. you know alex i think one of the things i just wanted to share with people is that i was actually just curious about this guy alex jones you know i'd never met him but i happened to be in texas i visited the southern border and you know i popped in austin on the way back or where uh, somewhere i forget where we were and I heard Alex Jones was, that's where he was. I said, I want to meet this guy that everybody says don't meet. And so we sat down and I was actually surprised. And we actually aired it on X or we, or I, I put out clips of it on X. I can't remember on, on, in like a podcast format. And so I was expecting to get in a debate about the Sandy Hook thing. And as soon as I opened up, what I get is a guy apologized for being wrong. And then we moved on and talked about something else. And so for me, it was, it was, it was just interesting and eye-opening. And I think it would be interesting and eye-opening for a lot of people as well to sort of know that, there are people who have who would have ever thought made some mistakes, said some things that were wrong and said some other things that were dead right that nobody else was saying either. And the way that we get to the bottom of what's true is actually hearing one another. And, and when people say something false, yeah, they deserve to be held accountable. That, exactly. for it. So I think that's what it's, it's a cool thing that, you know, hopefully we're able to have more of that rather than less because of the existence. I mean, if this platform didn't exist, you know, we, that, that that avenue of sorting out bad speech through more speech doesn't really exist on the internet or in our culture. And so I think that that's yeah. in response to Ed, a good thing, not a bad thing in my opinion. Yeah. And, and actually to, to just elaborate on the, the public, public relations firms, PR firms, which, which really should be called propaganda firms because that's literally public relations is literally a propaganda word for propaganda. You can read the history of how public relations uh, was developed. Um, Edward Bernays. Correct. Uh, so, uh, but the, 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 the way that PR firms actually corrupt the media is, is actually in a very significant way is that journalists uh, are, are paid very little uh, as, as journalists, but, but, but they can let, later retire and join a PR firm and make a, a lot of money uh, on the basis of, their, of, the, of the articles they've written in the past and, and the, their contacts at their publication. So there is actually a strong monetary incentive, uh, very strong, for corruption of the traditional media. Elon, Elon, it's so glad you said that because people don't understand that's how these work. And I'm just now learning about that. The PR firms are so powerful. They're full of intelligence agency, former people. So just like 
a general will sign off on some bad weapon system. Then he retires and gets on the major board of the defense contractor for $5 million a year. It's a revolving door. And so that's why when these big PR firms snap uh, and say jump, the media says how high. And you're absolutely Correct. right. When it, when it comes to fact-checking, they're really one of the most nasty, deceptive groups out there. Yeah, they're propaganda firms. It, it, it would just make a lot more sense if you just think PR firm equals propaganda. PR equals propaganda. That is what, literally what it, what it means. Um, and uh, if you read the story. I think you're dropping out, Elon. Is he dropping out? Is he dropping out for anyone else? Yes, Sorry. he's dropping off for me. Elon, you said. Yeah, yeah, you just you just dropped out, Elon. I think you're back now. Um, oh, okay. Is your Sorry, mic I... working? Oh, it is, it's mic... good now. It's good now. Um, well, my mic is working, but I'm just back. On the... you, you were on PR I'm firms. Just... You were on PR firms, equal propaganda. Yes. It's, the, the public group should really understand that public relations literally just means propaganda. PR firm means propaganda. But, and the PR firms uh, it, have very strong control over the traditional media because that's where journalists go to retire and make tons of money. Um, so that's, there's a very strong monetary incentive for journalists to uh, do what the PR firms say because they know that that is where they're going to get rich in the future. Bingo. Um, Elon, uh, a question is, is more for Alex. And Alex, me and Alex were discussing it before you jumped on, is um, the pressure, if any, that you've faced since reinstating or since you said you'll reinstate uh, Alex. Now, Alex, uh, you know, kind of referred to extreme scenarios where your life could be in danger because of what you're doing with X. I know you mentioned it briefly in one of the first spaces we had. You made a joke about, hey, guys, if something happens to me, um, I'll never commit suicide. But how much pressure have you faced in recent months, um, obviously, we've seen the back and forth with a few organizations uh, that are trying to censor others. Um, and has that increased since you reinstated uh, Alex? I mean, I, at this point, I, I, it, reading the, the sort of legacy media is, is just depressing. Um, uh, I accidentally, once in a while, will... We'll, go see like Google news or whatever, or, you know, Yahoo news or whatever, some, some random thing. And I'm like, this is just, I mean, frankly, the quality of the propaganda isn't even good. I, I look, if you're going to do propaganda, at least make it entertaining. Um, and I find it's, it's dull, boring. Uh, it's, it, it, you know, and just not even well-written. Um, well, that's know, right. They'll I, put out one thing and then they all parrot it. It's, it's, it's a yeah, dog. It's like lazy propaganda. It's like work harder. Uh, we've got Andrew Tate here as well. Andrew, how are you? Andrew, your, your mic, is it working? you got to unmute bottom left corner. Can you hear me? We can, yeah. yeah. How are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm good, friend. I'm in the middle of a poker game, but since this is the battle for humanity against the Satanists and the Matrix with its constant deception of the populace, I thought I would jump in and say hello to everybody. Your thoughts, hello? Andrew? We had, uh, we had uh, uh, your brother on earlier. Uh, Tristan, come on earlier. Your thoughts on, on Alex Jones uh, being back on X? I'd rather hear his thoughts on Elon Musk being the biggest maverick of the last 500 years. I'm not kissing ass here. Elon, You, I mean, you're, you've got big ones, man. On every front, you are literally overturning the entire power structure. I was just going to say this and let Andrew get in, but I, have, I just want to say this while you're here. I, I mean, you are literally changing the entire paradigm and and you you've definitely got the system scared and, and so everybody needs to support x everybody needs to support the sponsors on x 
I personally am doing all my Christmas shopping this year with all the great gadgets and stuff that are on X that I'm going to shut up now. But I would imagine instead of talking about Alex Jones, I'd like to hear Andrew Tate talk about or ask questions to Elon Musk. Yeah, well, Alex is certainly a, a friend of mine. I've known him for a long time. And I'm extremely happy he's back. I've celebrated that publicly, but Alex nailed it. Elon is taking the biggest risk here. It takes unlimited energy to propagate lies. You have to continually repeat them and you have to continue to try and falsify information and hide the truth to keep lies afloat. And this simple purchase, you call it simple, the purchase of a simple website has literally cracked the matrix in real time. And it becomes extremely difficult now to run the psyops they were previously running and enslave the populace, which is their primary goal. So Elon is a hero, absolutely. And the risks you are taking, Elon, I don't think many people at home actually understand the gravity of the risks you are taking because your ability to speak freely is heavily leveraged against your insignificance. You're only allowed to speak if nobody listens to you. And if you get big and people start listening, they're going to come at you hard. And I think I'm not completely versed, but from what I understand, Elon's already suffering the lawfare tactics, which they're going to do. They're going to keep pulling out the hat to try and slow him down. Or, or Oh, 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 him. Andrew, let me interrupt before I forget. I don't give him any attention. The same law firm that came after me with these PR firms. You've just dropped out, I think, Alex. He's just dropped out? Anyone else can you... Yeah, no, I think he's, he got a call. Now you got a call. Yeah, go ahead, Alex. There is a three-letter agency running this. Not all of them, but let's just say it starts with a C and it ends with an A. Sorry, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, absolutely. And there's liberal NGOs which will sponsor agents of the Matrix. They'll sponsor females to end up in a house party and then lie to try and then put you in a Romanian jail cell and get you sitting with the cockroaches in a dungeon. And it's a very scary world where you get to a point where you're only time trying to tell the truth and they're going to punish you for that using endless lawfare. And this, this battle has only just begun, but the matrix has truly cracked now. And it's going to be extremely hard to lie to us like they did before with X, the way it currently is. And I think it came at exactly the right time. I almost, without trying to sound pessimistic, there was a point where I kind of felt like I was losing hope. You couldn't tell the truth about anything. Everything was a lie. Everything from head to toe was a lie. And they're trying to lock us all back in our houses again. And we can finally talk about it. It's truly heroic. And Elon's taking massive risk, and the respect I have for him for doing that is 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 enormous. Absolutely. I mean, this is what happened. I'm going to shut up. So I want to hear from Elon, but this is so historic. Elon Musk's courage, and it's true, I'm saying, has broken the back of the globalists. They'll, they'll never be able to turn this around again unless they have a nuclear war. We, we, Elon Musk has broken their back. Yeah. Well, I guess some people are afraid to die, but I am not. <laughs> That that's and you know what? It's kind of crazy because I was talking to someone the other day and I was explaining they were asking about my seizure, how they took all my houses, all my money, all my cars, blah blah. And I said, You never truly own anything on this earth anyway. You can have a piece of paper that says you own it, but if you piss off the government structures, they just get a judge to stamp a different piece of paper and you no longer own it. The only thing you own is your soul and your integrity. And this is the one thing they cannot take away from you, no matter what they do to you. And that is the best feeling on earth. It doesn't matter if you can sell your soul to the devil and repeat what they want you to say, but then you truly own nothing. And yeah, I think I that as, as history books look back on this pivotal moment when X was finally freed and the information of the world could finally be spoken freely, I really do believe we're on the right side of history. And if you were to ask me if there's anything worth dying for, it would be for the freedom of humanity and to be on the right side of history. So I agree with you absolutely, Elon. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, all, I, 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 I'm just generally in favor of civilization and the furtherance of civilization. Um, and I think we should always be concerned that 
uh, we can regress as a civilization. And if you if you study history, just you can just see the the arc of of one civilization after another as the civilizations rise and fall through history. Um, we've we've been in a period of civilization rising very rapidly, but we should be concerned that it 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 may we may we may be cresting, we may subside, um, and. And, and there, I have to. There are many times where I, have, I get late stage civilization vibes, um, and, I, and I'm just worried that that maybe we're cresting as a civilization and and perhaps headed for for a fall. So, well, yeah. Well, I agree with you because I I truly believe, and a lot of people have ever said this before me. This is not original idea, but I think as AI and machines and tech increases, a lot of people are going to be deemed useless by the overlords. And then you have to sit and decide what are they going to do with all these people who have hopes and dreams and they want health care and they want a garden and they want a house to live in and they don't want to be treated like cattle. They're going to become extremely inconvenient. So I don't think many people at home understand that this war cannot be avoided. I've had a lot of people who understand why they threw me in jail in Romania and understood I've done nothing wrong. And they said to me, why do you take up this fight? Why you don't just delete your Twitter and disappear and drive a Ferrari all day? And I explained that this war cannot be avoided. You're either on the front line and you're fighting for something or you're sitting waiting to die. You're waiting for the Mongol horde to come over the horizon and chop your head off. There's, no, I totally no agree. It. And just to throw this in there, if you read, and Elon, I knew you were doing great work. When I saw you six months ago at the World Government Summit, where they're all just saying we're going to make everybody eat bugs and we'll make the decisions to put microchips in them. And you said, we don't want a centralized system. We want a diverse system. We want firewalls. And I don't agree with this Tower of Babel you're building. They know that we go through cycles and they want to artificially create a great reset collapse in their own words to make everybody else poor, consolidate power, and they'll have a smaller type two civilization for themselves. And I think you're trying to build a type two civilization or even a type one civilization, I should say, uh, for all of us. And, right. and you said we, we need to have a debate about, we need to have a debate about uh, going interstellar. We've got to expand yeah. or we collapse. And Elon Musk is saying, correct me if I'm wrong, we, you don't stay in stasis. You either expand right. or you collapse. So yes, you're exactly. Creating, sorry, you, you, either grow, you either grow or, you're, or, or you collapse. You, 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 you don't, the steady state is, is basically an impossibility. So you have to pick it, you have to pick, make a choice. Do you want to grow civilization, uh, or or do you want to decline and and collapse? And because you know, steady state is it's not stable. So, and I say we grow, and I say we expand, and 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 we 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 have more humans, and we become a multi-planet species and a space-faring civilization, and ultimately be out there among the stars. And I think that is the the, the exciting, inspiring thing for for the future. Uh, not a declining human civilization that dwindles to nothingness and, and, and where humanity dies with a whimper. And that's the bottom line. I think it is the battle of people who believe in humans and humanity and want it to expand against people who are so selfishly going through the earth and so selfishly orientated that they don't care about expanding civilization. They just want to control the humans that are currently here. And, and Andrew, I totally agree with you. And and an arrogance. I totally agree. Let me throw this caveat on it because I've read the writings Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and the Club of Rome, they know we could easily expand. There's plenty of room, hundreds of billions of known galaxies. They know that, that this is just a seed that's going to not just grow into one giant oak, but an entire forest, an entire universe. And so they want to shut everybody else down because they can't deal with competition from the Elon Musk that come out of the general public. They want a global tyranny so they can direct it and control it so that they direct the expansion 
And we can't let that happen because they literally talk about it, Agenda 21, the official UN plan, a 90% world population. So we need to go with the Elon Musk plan. And that's why I tell people that get upset, they go, Elon Musk is involved in every advancing technology. The globalists are pushing that too. Well, technology is like a gun. It's whose hand it's in. And so we need the gun in the people's hands, the gun of expansion, instead of in the globalist hands. And so just because Elon Musk is on the cutting edge of every technology, don't fear the technology like some troglodyte. Fear us not being in control of it. And Elon is saying we need to be an expansionary human explosion of competition and freedom, not some new dark age with a tiny breakaway civilization that's only working for itself. Sorry, I'm ranting. No, no, but you're completely right, because if, if Elon doesn't push these boundaries, they will push these boundaries. And once they have the sole control and the monopoly over such technologies, it's over for all of us. And I don't think most people understand. It simply is the humanistic view against the death cult view. And there's people in the world who have yes. no interest in they have no interest in growing humanity, no interest in advancing the species as a whole. Their interest is in power sure. and control. And all they want to do is have absolute power over the people that currently exist and their children. And you can talk about all the perverse reasons they want to do those exact things. But it's truly scary. And all the people at home who don't really understand the gravity of this fight, they seem to think it's right wing, left wing, ha ha ha. Yes, exactly. They're, they're thinking about it the wrong way. It's, it's, <laughs> sorry, I just got a little X here. Um, uh, but, but you're totally, exactly. This right, left, it's, it's, it's the wrong way to think about it. It's, it's uh, the, the sort of the extinctionist versus the pro-humans. Uh, and once you see that it's extinctionist versus the the, the, the human, the, the pro-humans, then it, it becomes very clear. So, Elon, when are you going to, I know you got a hundred irons in the fire, but I've really, when you talk about we need to create a, a plan B for humanity, well, that's really. No, it's not, it's not a plan B. I mean, an alternate master plan, because the globalists oh. are controlled right now. You're trying to wrest control with us. Helping. I mean, when are you going to put out your battle plan, or, or are you already putting it out of pieces? No, I mean, I mean, what what I'm saying is that actually, I think we 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 should, we should expand humanity. Uh, like basically, we should have basically more more kids. Uh, you know, we, we, population should increase, uh, and 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 we should uh, become a, a multi planet species and uh, and you know make life multi planetary, build a self sustaining um, civilization on Mars. And, and and then ultimately, you know, this will be long after I'm dead, uh, probably, but uh, well, almost certainly uh, we, we can go to other star systems and, and go out there and I don't know, maybe we'll find some long dead alien civilizations. Um, and I'm, I don't think we want to be one of those lame one planet civilizations that never got beyond, you know, its home planet. Um, I mean, we're going to, you know. You know, what are the aliens going to think of that? <laughs> it's like we, we, we got to make a good showing. Team human. Well, Let's yeah, go. and that would absolutely that would be certainly disappointing. <laughs> but so. but it's 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 essential and and truthfully, it's so amazing we can even speak about these things. Only two years ago, you couldn't even speak about these subjects, but it's so pertinently obvious to anyone who pays attention. And it is scary. And 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 expansion and humanistic views are certainly the way to progress. And it has to be done. There's no other way. Just like a business, just like you guys said, if you stand still, you die. And uh, it takes a few brave people to, to break the matrix. You have to break the dam. And I think bravery is so important because it puts a crack in the dam and it shows that if there's people out there brave enough to risk getting canceled, risk no, lawsuits, risk lawfare, 
then it's going to inspire bravery amongst the rest of the populace. And it becomes extremely hard to lie to brave people. And, and I think that that's one of the largest pandemics of Earth today is bravery. And when I say bravery, I don't mean that in any kind of negative connotation. Bravery is, is being full of love and loving the people around you and sticking up for your community and loving where you live and loving your country. And it's brave to do those things. And it's love. What are the globalist teachers? Children are bad. We're ugly. Humans create you know, all this racial division. They want us to hate each other, so we just yeah. give up, roll over, so the globalists can have the future. I would just yeah, like to I say here. The globalists are, are short-sighted, too, because the, the, the thing is that you can't really separate yourself from civilization. So I think those, those who are sort of advocating, like, like it's, re, it's really, it, it, I think it's just logical to be pro-civilization. You don't actually necessarily have to be altruistic. You just have to think long-term and say, obviously, you cannot exist in any, in any good way without civilization. I mean, just look at, watch one episode of Naked and Afraid and see how much you want to go live in a forest by yourself. Um, well, we're, it's, we're it's, in a very, it's not fun. very... We're in a super pivotal moment now. And the reason we're in a pivotal moment is because the machines cannot do the policing as of yet. My brother and I often sure. talk about how bad COVID would have been if they had Terminator machines. You didn't have your mask on. You couldn't even appeal to the empathy of the person who knew how insane it all was. As soon as the yeah. machines control the policing, it's absolutely over. And we're not that far away. So we're in a very pivotal period now where the bravery that's required to resist the globalist oppression has to happen now. Soon the technology will exist. And it's over for everybody. We, we are we are at a critical, critical crossroads right now in the entire future of the human destiny. And and, and I called it Plan B, but I mean, Elon, what do you call it? Just an alternate plan for humanity? Because we can have a debate because, because the Black Rocks and the globalists are right now in control. They, they were 100% control. You you and others have helped rest it to maybe they're in 80% control. They're losing control very quickly as people discover what they're doing. But what would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just team humanity? Yeah, team humanity. Absolutely. That sounds like, that sounds good. Um, but, I, you know, I think, like, something that's, that, that is really important is, is, like, you just literally have to have kids or there's no, there's no next generation. I mean, Alex, do you, do you have kids? Yes, I do. I'm not as prolific as you, but I wish I was. It's the best thing in my life. I have four. Okay, great. And, and Andrew? I do have a few. I won't let you down, Elon. I'm coming. I'm okay, coming good. to take over your title. I'm coming to take over. <laughs> I'm doing my best. You know, I I okay. gotta use my good looks for something. Well, I think we ought to encourage people to to you know uh, have kids and. Um, and, 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 and this is the bottom line argument. This is what is so important. We just talked about how the globalists are ultimately selfish and only care well, about look their at most, power. most of the globalists don't have children. And yeah, of yeah, course, because right. they're selfish. Here's the thing. You, you, guys, you guys are all attacking the globalists. But if you ask a globalist, like I have friends who would, I would consider globalists. You ask them, their ideologies are aligned that they believe that somebody living across the world is just as valuable as somebody who lives in America. And I know, you know, there's they've already enslaved the third world and then no, no, but, no, but that's not how everybody who you would categorize as no, you're a, right. a lot of useful think, idiot no, globalists. That, but not, globalists at the top are depopulationists. That's oh, their so, so, so maybe if you want to look at the top, you can say globalists at the top. Some of them might have that view. But, you know, if you just talk to an ordinary person who views themselves as a globalist they're not saying oh you know i'm evil i'm they're not an evil person they just have this belief that every every per human being around the globe is equal 
That's that's. I would call that an internationalist. That's an internationalist. A globalist wants one world government run by corporations. Yeah, I I mean, I I think you can label them differently, but I think if you talk to somebody, well, Henry Kissinger was a globalist. Zbigniew Brzezinski was a globalist. I'm not trying to be mean to you, but their their number one rule is the Earth is too small. We can't expand. We've got a bean count and put everybody on rations. We've got a social engineer and in the normal human program because humans are failed. And they want to turn us into factory farm humans. Those what, are a lot of survivors. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll answer the question. Well, I'll but, answer the question. Sorry, guys. If, if, I, if we just say, like, some, some of these titles are a little confusing. If, some, if, someone's, if you say someone's an internationalist or a globalist, I, I think where what, what can achieve some disambiguation here? is to say, like, it, does, does someone have as an axiomatic belief that there are too many people on the Earth, or do they not? Do they, have a, do they believe that the Earth can sustain the current population, or do they think it cannot? Now, the, the reality is Earth can actually uh, handle a, a human population probably 10 times larger than the current yes. population. Earth is actually very sparsely populated by humans. We only see density because if we're in a, in, in an, uh, a dense urban environment like New York or, or Boston, London or something like that, um, but if, 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 like, here would be like a good test. If, if you took, took a plane from LA to New York and you try to drop a bowling ball and hit somebody, you, your chances of success are basically zero. You, you'd have to drop 10,000 bowling balls, maybe. <laughs> yes. You, you, you just, the, 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 and, and I'll, I'll tell you sort of something that may, may, may scare people a little bit is that there are thousands of objects falling onto Earth from space all the time. But how often do you hear about someone someone actually getting hit by falling right. uh, by by meteorites? Absolutely, there's one known case of a woman at her house getting hit by one. E- Elon, yes. I, I want I want to just respond to Ed actually for a second because again, when it comes, I want to, I think I think it's good to get a good counter view here. I think that there's two different things going on, Ed. I know what you're I know what you're trying to say, but there's a separate point about your obligations, right? So you can and I believe. A lot. Everything has been said about the importance of expansionism for humanity, for humanity being pro-civilization and expansion, pro-human race to win. That's like a separate axis, though, from saying where are your obligations where you are, right? So we talked about procreation and family. Then we talked about the nation. Well, look, I'm, I have two kids. As a father, my moral obligation, I believe, is first and foremost to my family. And then, let's say, as a president. My moral obligation is to the citizens of the nation that I lead. And then you can worry about hunger in the Congo or whatever else needs to happen in the Darfur or or in other places. And so I don't think that you're saying necessarily that that life. Charity begins at home. Exactly. And that's not saying that that life abroad is any less valuable inherently. And so when you say like the globalist view is that all it's saying is that all life is equal wherever it is on earth. It's not like. I think the view, an alternative view is countering that. There's also just a separate place in terms of where you're situated, where's your obligation, right? As, as, a, as a father, it's to your family. As a president, it's to your country. And just because you believe that's the hierarchy of your obligations means somebody else is a leader of one of those other countries. And that's an obligation that they have too, but that's like a different discussion. Well, the neoliberals, yep. the neoliberals 
in their own PR. They're the ones doing the worst things on the earth. They just say, oh, we want global government because we want to give Africa's representation. Then they lock them down for three years and starve 30 million of them to death and then organize them to flood us as a, as a political underclass. This is cold-blooded Henry Kissinger, State Department Memorandum 200. I mean, it's not black. And I white think there's two different right? conversations. But, but what yeah. is black and Wait, what but is, can, can what, we what just, is, I'm, I'm sorry. What is just black? Oh, go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead, Andrew, and then we'll go to Dave. Andrew? Okay. What, what, what I do believe is black and white is simply, if you read a history book, you'll see the worst things that humanity have ever done have been do, done with good intentions. That's what's so bad about evil acts is that people Run think they're doing the right thing. And that's the most dangerous thing about it. And this idea that they look at all human life as sacred and all the same, I actually disagree. I think the reason they will prioritize people in a third world country, for example, you'll say it's because they see us as equal. I think it's because they see us now as spoilt and annoying. They don't like that we need pensions and living space and healthcare. They simply want slaves in a robot class and they'll do anything it takes to get it and they'll get it from anywhere they can. And when someone comes along and says, well, my intentions are good. I'm not interested in that because you can name any Holocaust or any atrocity in, in history. The people didn't think they were the bad guys. They often thought they were the, the good guys. And I guess the easy way to look at life is you want, you want to be having as many children as possible. You want to pray other people do the same and you want those people to enjoy freedom. And anyone who's coming along restricting speech, restricting access to certain things, restricting movement, restricting, all they're doing is trying to restrict so they can control. And nobody in a history book ever who did that either was the good guy. I think it's very clear to see who's on the right side of history and who isn't. And I advocate freedom for everybody. If I had disagreed with absolutely everything Alex said, I'd still be glad he's back on on, on X and these people can't even handle a different opinion. Do you think they're going to allow the people of a different opinion to them to share water or share food or share anything else? Once they and the reason they control? don't want another opinion is they want to misrepresent what Elon Musk or Andrew Tate or Vivek Ramaswamy or any of, I'm telling you, they want us silenced so they can lie about what we said. Yeah. I have a quick question. I have a quick Jackson, I'm going to go to you right after uh, Dave. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying I, I agree that with you there. I think that a lot of the media and a lot of these platforms do want to silence voices because they want their voice to be heard louder. So, yeah, I, I definitely hear you there. I, I definitely don't. I definitely as when it comes to global globalists, I think, you know, it's not black and white. You're not either a globalist or you're not. I think people fall in between and they have there's different reasons for why people might feel one way about one you know, you could say globalist idea and another. So, so I, I mean, I, I don't like painting people like, you know, in, with a black and white pen because I, I feel that everybody falls somewhere in the middle. Can, All can I, I just know say, is this, that there are people that want a corporate world government whose aim is depopulation and not giving the general public access to technology by lying about resources and, 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 and literally saying carbon dioxide that plants breathe is evil and then telling us the world's going to end in 2030 and the ice caps are all going to melt. And, and none of that's true. So our children basically give up on the future and decide not to have children. That's all I'm saying. And Elon Musk is promoting an optimistic pro-human future that the science and evidence shows is real and that we need. Gentlemen, I have to yeah, go. Yeah, I, I just, just want to okay. be sort of, uh, yeah, exactly. I want to be clear about Please, my position. I'm, I'm super pro-human, and I mean all humans. Uh, you know, humans in America, humans... And Somebody's Africa, got their thing open. And everywhere else. Their phone open in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Vivek. Vivek, that's that's your phone, Vivek. I'm not able to mute you. Vivek. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Elon. Um, Sorry about that. So, um, 
<laughs> well, I hope you feel better. I feel great. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, you know, I'm super pro-human like, for, 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 for Team Humanity here. And, um, and I just think we want to make sure that people have a positive view of the future. And, and in, like, I think I, I encounter a lot of people who, who have actually very pessimistic conclusions about the future. Um, and and if, you say, if, you, if you try to unpack that and say, where does that pessimism come from? Um, and, and, and I think like these are like, you know, good people, like they have, they, they have good intentions. I think they, they, they think about things can come from is believing that, the, that, that, that there are too many humans on the planet. This is false. Earth can easily sustain far more than the current population. Um, and, and, but, but they've been told this, this thing and they've believed it and it is, it is false. I'm very pro-environment, obviously. Bye, Andrew. I, I, I might have done more about more, you know, I'm certainly, I, I might have done more, you know, for sustainable energy than, than maybe any single human. Um, so I, you know, it, it, I would consider myself an environmentalist, but I, but I also believe in, in, in physics and, and reality and, um, and, not, and not sort of being alarmist about things. Um, and, and well, I'll, something you said was really smart, and I've, I've seen the equations, I'm not a mathematician or rocket scientist like you, but we need the fossil fuels to get to the new technologies and transport. You can't yes. cut them all off and then not have it. To, they're, they're blowing up the bridge that gets them there. Yes, what, I would like, what I would uh, like to say, uh, right, my, final, my final point, I would like to say, I often get asked by people who follow me, they say, who do you think who controls the world? Who do you think the matrix is? And I use the matrix as a very simple way to explain that they purport a false version of reality that everyone buys into to keep your mind occupied so they can extract your body heat from you for the soulless machines, which are essentially essentially the globalists we're talking about. And I try and say that I still believe that we run the world. There's a lot more of us than them. We still control the world. It's just down to what we will accept and what will allow them to do to us. And that's why bravery is so essentially and so essential and so important. And I know I can come across as brash with my message. No, but no, no telling, you're not. Stop giving 16 year olds. When I'm telling 16 year olds to go and get rich and buy a fast car and train hard and go to the gym, et cetera, because these young men are far less likely to blindly comply. And it's extremely important that they don't sigh off the next generation of, of young masculine youth. And, and that's why the still, system was scared of you, Andrew, because you were doing an extreme version of it to shock them out of it, to show them how to have a destiny, how to have desire, how to want to be into the future. And that's well, the same thing in a different you're, way. You're, 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 you're right. We still control the world and it's down to what we will accept. And it's going to take bravery and love. You need to love the people around you and love the human race and love the place you're from. And I just want to wrap up by saying that I would never kill myself. And if they put me back in that dungeon to starve, I hope you will all do your very best to get me out because I'm in a very- We will, Andrew. Love you. Can, can I just throw something out? Because I'm going to talk to Elon Musk here and everybody else. And this is surreal. Andrew Tate and Vivek Ramaswamy. This is crazy. John, um, uh, uh, I've got a friend I want to get on. We also have uh, Mark Dice, who's really, really stood up for free speech. He's on the line. If he can get a question. I'm going to leave Alex, in. but I just want to say welcome on Twitter. And uh, I think there will be more truth than not. <laughs> all else equal. So- Hail to the Thank truth. You, gentlemen. Take Thank it you easy, guys. Much. Bye Thank bye. You. Thank you, Vivek. Bye. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Vivek. I, I, have, up, I have one quick question. Um, so, I guess the the premise as to why Alex was banned for for so long was that you know he supposedly lied about an atrocity, and that goes against ex community guidelines. Uh, that's actually not that's not quite correct. The the, the at least obviously this I, this was before um, you know. Uh, the, I acquired the company, uh, but the the actual reason for suspending him was um, he, he basically insulted a journalist. I, uh, well, was that, that wasn't 
wasn't no, like was your, your purpose for keeping him well still he believed banned? that because the media had said that now he's learned that right I, i'm no, just going I, off I, of I, what I well, just looked at i just looked at the the the, 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 the logs for reason for suspension that was was a, a basically a third strike violation the third strike violation was um uh, insulting a journalist I, yeah, this is literally this is this is this was not my decision. This is literally the Twitter logs of the old people that used to run Twitter. Who, this is what yeah, they I get. I guess what I'm saying is like under your leadership, though the the suspension was kept in place. I remember you tweeted out because you're not going to bring someone back who lied about you know the death of innocent children. Yes. Uh, so if that if that's the case, then and and we're going to uphold things fairly and firmly for all ex users. Um, can we ins- can we expect that like if Alex or anyone else on this panel lied about Sandy Hook or an atrocity again that they would also be banned again? Um, he already answered that. Yeah, I've already he did, answered yes, that. He did. It, yeah, it, it just depends that, on the context. Okay, so. That, so that, if, if that if that is the case, if that is the case, that to the law. And and we will adhere to the law. That is that is what this platform will do. Um, so if somebody says does does something illegal, then they they will be suspended. Uh, if they if they do not do something illegal, then um, they they may they may we will try our best to avoid any any kind of permanent bans unless someone does something fundamentally illegal. Um, Elon, I don't know. We don't. I know we don't. We're, 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 we're trying. We're just trying to stay true to the Constitution of the United States in the United, in America and and the laws of the country as decided by the citizens. Elon, in how, the how of, you, go ahead, Alex. I find Elon way more interesting. And I just ask one question of Elon. Elon, uh, it, it's it's great having you here in Texas. You're kicking ass. You're 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 Texas through and through. Your whole spirit. We love you. Uh, whatever happens with Trump down the road, should we change the Constitution? So you could run for president? Would you ever think about that? I, I, I would like to stay as a technologist uh, and and build rockets and electric cars and, you know, things that technologies that hopefully uh, have a, a good effect on the world and advanced civilization. That would be my preference. Um, I, I would not like to be president. Uh, so that would I would, I would I would just like to build things that are uh, further civilization. That's that's a smart I think that's a smart answer. Are you concerned if the deep state establishment, we know it's not just one group, is able to uh, kill Trump or, or not let him run for office for the repercussions? I mean, are, are you optimistic for the future currently or, or just how do you feel about the election coming up? Well, I think it will not be a boring year. That's for sure. Um, I think we're, it's going to be it's going to be eventful. I suspect. I I I, I don't know. You, you seem to be quite concerned that people will try to assassinate uh, Trump, but I don't know. If, uh, I I mean, I'm obviously, in, I'm 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 against against assassination generally. So, you know, um, and I guess if Hitler was alive, I'd be in favor of assassinating him. But you know, but or, you know, Stalin, you know, that kind of thing. I would you know, be too, but your attitude yeah, is, um, <laughs> sell the world on freedom and, and, and humanity 2.0 and a new renaissance, the establishment will just step aside because our ideas are so good. Is that what you're saying? 
look, I, I think what I'm saying is that I think it is very, it is very difficult to predict the future. Um, that we're, we're certainly going to have a very contentious uh, election and, and perhaps some contentious elections worldwide. Um, the X platform will strive to be as uh, as truthful as possible about what's going on um, and to, you know, that's 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 going to be the goal. Um, and, you know, SpaceX is going to build rockets and Tesla is going to build cars and, um, you know, as for what will happen, in, I, I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but I think... Matt, is there any big... 2024 is going to be quite the encore for 2023 is my suspicion. I know you've talked about incredible jets you want to invent, so many other things. Is there any other big invention you've got on the drawing board in the back of your mind that you haven't announced to the world that you want to tell people about today? <laughs> no, no. Uh, this would not be the forum for announcing uh, any new products or technologies. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, the, 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 we, we do have, um, you know, the, the Neuralink chip, which I know some people might be concerned about, but that, 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 that's, that's really something that will take a, lo a, a very long time to, you know, be in any kind of widespread use. We've got the first use, the first, the first patient will, will get a Neuralink chip. This is a quadriplegic. And, and and it will enable them to control their computer and their their phone. Um, and and then hey, you know, my uncle was in a motorcycle accident and for and was about and he was having seizures for about to die, couldn't even walk. He got one it's not one of your brain chips, but a brain yeah, chip. Yeah. And actually he, he can walk and talk and is happy now. So well, yeah. that's not bad. Exactly. exactly. So uh, I mean it's, it's the the, regu the regulatory stuff on this is is very intense. Um so, the, but the, the first one will have, you know, you could think of it sort of like like a telepathy. You, you can sort of um, control your computer and phone just by thinking. Um, so it's like it's kind of like telepathy. And then the the, the the one after that will be, I don't know, we're trying to think of a name for it, but you can think of it like blindsight. Um, even if somebody has lost both eyes or, or lost the optic nerve and is completely blind, um, we can actually uh, give them some amount of, of sight um, or that. ultimately I think high, high resolution sight, kind of like Doherty LaForge from Star Trek. Uh, you could actually see in, in multiple wavelengths. You could see like ultraviolet and infrared and even see radar if you want. And, and by the way, people um, that don't know, Elon's not lying. Even in MIT papers, they've actually done tests. They actually, that's what they say though, is I know you, the problem is just narrowing the sight to our bandwidth. They say these people see everything, right? Like a full spectrum. Yeah, you can, you can have a, it's a point at which you have a camera, you can have a camera that can receive photons, photons of, of many wavelengths. So you could see, um, you know, in, even at, in darkest night um, and you could see ultraviolet, you could see infrared. Like I said, you could even see radar if you want. Um, so, wow. you know, it would be a kind of thing that would uh, like, uh, it was probably trademarks thing, but I think blindside is a cool name for, for it. Uh, it's like, you yeah. We get one question from Mark Dice because this is the best interview ever. Mark Dice is a great journalist. He stood up for me for the last five years when nobody else would. Mark, quick question from Mark, please. Uh, a comment, really, uh, just to reinforce to everybody listening, all the journalists, and thank you, by the way, Elon, for unmute, for unbanning Alex for everything that you're doing for the platform, for humanity. But I just want to reinforce, and I'm glad you retweeted this, Alex, the reason why Twitter cited Alex being banned contrary to popular belief is not because he entertained some conspiracy theories about Sandy Hook as crazy as they were. And Elon just confirmed that the Twitter logs said this. He 
it was he confronted Oliver Darcy, a public figure on public property, when he was working in the capacity of a journalist. And they cited that as But Mark, that's old news. Let's move on from Alex Jones. Well, we're talking to Elon Musk. What's your question for Elon Musk? I didn't see the Twitter file in the Twitter files. Can you release data about the choices that were made regarding the trending list? Because the trending list drives the news cycle, as you know, and they can create a self-fulfilling prophecy by manually inserting topics in there, getting people to talk about them. It becomes a topic. It becomes news. Did I miss that in the Twitter files or was that just not released? I would like more data on the manipulation of the trending list uh, to manipulate the news cycles over the previous ownership. Yeah, um, well, there, there, there was a significant manipulation of the trending list. Um, and uh, yeah, through worldwide. Um, I mean, you can just, I'm, I'd, I'd say like as a general rule of thumb, whatever conspiracy theory you've got about Twitter is probably true, even more true than you think it is. Are, are you taking um, so precautions? Now, it, oh, yeah, I think I think. Well, I think I think the, the path to, uh, you, you know, having a sort of a clean system is maximum transparency. Um, so that's why, like for community notes, the software for community notes is completely open source. You can see every line. The data for community notes is completely open source. You can see the data, you can see the, the logic, and you can and you can independently create the the, the community note conclusion. Um, so you can tell right away if there's uh, manipulation. And and this and there's always going to be some, with these things. It, it it is it is not black or white. It's there's always going to be some degree of of manipulation, uh, but you just want to try to create put as much sunlight on it. As I say, sunlight's the best disinfectant. You want to uh, have it be as clear and transparent as possible. This will minimize the amount of uh, manipulation. Um, so the more visible something is, the, the, the less it is in the shadows, the, 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 the cleaner it will, will get. It will not be perfect, but it will be much better than, any, than something that is hidden. One other point, I hope that you're making precautions for the possibility of X being banned from the App Store, using it as a save to home screen type of a feature. As you know, that's probably a very real possibility over the next 12 months. But one other thing here, and again, appreciate your time. I would also um, just just politely ask that the InfoWars account and Owen Schroer and Rob Dew, uh, their employees of Alex, be unsuspended. They were lumped in with that initial suspension. And maybe I think it's time. I do believe CNN violated the terms of service of harassment. They posted a video a while ago, years ago, showing them harassing a poor old lady because she shared something on Facebook that originated from Russia. And you can see on the house, they're shown up to her front yard. You can actually see her address, uh, the number plate right on her house. And that's still on Twitter. So, But Mark, let's not become them let's just <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i just kind of want to troll troll and give them taste to their own well, I, but anyway I, mean, I, do, I do want to be clear that that uh you know you know uh, doxing which includes revealing the pseudonym of of someone um so i want to be clear sometimes some publications have claimed that that revealing the pseudonym of someone is not doxing when it obviously is, will result in at least a temporary suspension. We will be very reluctant to give permanent suspensions, but we will give temporary suspensions for any kind of doxing activity uh, or anything that endangers the, the, the health of another person in a, in a, in a meaningful way. Um, so, and so that includes major like publications. That it, it does not matter who you are. Uh, it doesn't matter how big you are or small. That, that, I should say this, this: there is one. We do have a UN exclusion rule, which is that 
if if uh, if it's a major if it's a head of state recognized by the UN, even if they say things that are, you know, kind of crazy, which they do, then we we don't suspend a head of state. Um, just for the but same I reason that the UN allows heads of state to say crazy things at the UN assembly. But because we need to hear, we need to hear. Term. We need yeah, to hear that. What everybody has to say. I was just going to ask. I guess you don't like Nikki Haley's idea of basically doxing everyone. No, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, so that's, that's crazy. Mar- look, the, the thing is that a lot of people obviously would face repercussions uh, from their employer or, for, or from their government or, or from some organization if their identity is revealed, and that would that that therefore inhibits the public dialogue. Um, so, uh, people, you know, there have been professors who've been suspended. For, for just for favoriting things on on old Twitter, they literally got suspended for just tapping a favorite button. Um, this is so you can say like, look, if, if a tenured profession professor can get a, get suspended from their job for just liking a a post on the X platform, then obviously there is a, there's, there is some need for um, as, you know people to be able to post things anonymously. Otherwise, they simply will not be able to speak their mind. Absolutely. They're losing their job. It's anti-whistleblower, but I just want to say this. Because I think the community knows it's the best thing ever. Even if somebody says something really horrible, I think there should be some buffer zone to at least let them respond as much as they can before they get banned. Because what I see everywhere is the PR firms will say somebody has said something they didn't say. They create this woke mob response then the person's taken down, and then most of the time, it's not even true what was claimed. General, yeah. Anyway, we're we're very much gonna are on the side of um, of freedom of speech, which is really just saying, um, you know, in America, we're gonna we're gonna uphold the Constitution of the United States, and that's uh, that's what we're gonna do, and uphold the laws of the country. and And if if the laws are changed, we will will then change our behavior to match the laws. And we'll do so, and we also can only match the laws in other countries because sometimes people will say, well, why don't you do demand freedom of speech in, you know, some other country in the world? I'm like, well, we don't make the laws in that country. And, and if, if, we, if we don't adhere to the laws of the country, they will simply cut us off. Um, and so, you know, we can't do more than that. Uh, so that's we're basically... What, 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 about, what about the other factors, you know, before going to General Flynn? Uh, you've got, obviously, laws, but you've got the, 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 the revenue still running a business, and you've got external pressure. How do you balance all these when fighting for free speech? Well, we're, we're, we're going to uh, obviously favor free speech. I believe my action has been very clear in this regard, um, that uh, if it is a choice between money and freedom, we will pick freedom. General? Yeah, th- hey, thank you, Mario. Thanks for, uh, for hosting this thing. You're doing a wonderful job. This is really uh, a, a question for uh, Alex and Elon, uh, in a statement, and I wish Andrew and Vivek were still on, but you know, we've, array- we've talked about these different sort of array of, of forces between you know, the globalists and the humanists or whatever, whatever the, the, the right descriptors are. Yeah, what I would really like to see, and, and I would love to hear Vivek's take on it because he's such, I think he's such a wonderful debater. Um, I'd like to know if, if there's possibility to set up a intellectual debate between, you know, the Alex Jones, Elon Musk, Andrew Tate, Vivek, 
probably throw Tucker in there. Maybe there's Joe, Joe Rogan against uh, a debate, an intellectual debate against the, the you know, the Klaus Schwab's, uh, the Bill Gates's of the world. And then there's others. They won't do category. it because we'll kill them. Well, but, 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 see, I, well, but see, I, but see, I, I, I disagree. I mean, I, this is how we fight today, right? We, we are fighting in an information domain. We, Andrew, you know, I wish he was still on because I'd love to hear his take. Because, you know, Andrew starts to imply, and there's a lot of people that imply this, you know, we're going to move to something that we don't want to, a place that we don't want to be because of this, this, frankly, what I see is a globalist takeover. And I'm all with you, Alex, and you and I have talked about this a lot. But what I would really like to see is an intellectual debate and, and, uh, and a challenge, you know, <laughs> I mean, otherwise, because 2024 is going to be for the for the United States is going to be a historically consequential moment in uh, in history, and and I would prefer that we extraordinary session that I've been listening to for the last couple of hours here, and I would really like to hear at least Alex because you're, you're on, and I think Elon's still on. What, what do you think about setting up some type of intellectual debate, or at least array the, the on on X, you know, on X yeah. well, doing it through space well, on on like X. Yeah, on X or uh, or however. Yeah, I I would love to see them come on X to do this because well, this would well, be well, wonderful. Well, let me would you would you would Alex Alex would you be open? You and Elon would you be open for such a debate? Well, well, let me just throw this in because I'm I'm chomping the bit here, and then Elon will take over. It should be on X. Uh, they had the last Republican debate, and it had like five million viewers. This is going to have fifty million viewers. We keep acting like dinosaur media even still matters. It should only be held on X. And, 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 and I would love to see it in this format or with an added video uh, component to it. Yeah. Yes. We, we, we challenge challenge their intellectual ideas. Way, so. I'm sorry. Oh, it's coming soon. It's, it's and that's, that's my point. That's my point. Yeah. We have to challenge their intellectual arguments. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I agree with I, the general. I'm just going to say that from a future standpoint, we are working on adding video to spaces. So, um, it, it, it'll just be a simple thing where you can turn video on or off and um, and then whoever's speaking at the video will switch to them just like if it's a I guess like a group call or something like that oh wow um, so that that I think will help uh, you know because it's, it's, it's helpful to see people's body language as they as they speak it's you, you, it conveys more information if you can see their face and their their body language if they wish exactly. to um, when when so, do you think when do you think that will when do you think that will um, we're, we're, I think we're, we're hopeful of we're ho we hope to release that functionality um, before the end of the year, but certainly by early next year. Huge! Well, that's a big technological that's announcement. A, that's a big one. That's big. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll go to CJ. But... That's very big. So that's pretty. <laughs> okay. Unique, frankly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it'll be cool. I think. Yeah. Well, it's just fascinating how far spaces. I remember being on spaces since the early days, pre-Elon. To see how far it's gone and, and to be able to have discussions like this. I don't think the audience understands. There's never been any platform where, where voices from, from all sides, voices that were censored before, were all speaking in one place. Oh, let's be clear. Uh, There's I'll, been I'll, more innovation uh, since Elon uh, took over than the exactly. whole thing before. I'll jump yeah, off, but I just want to say thanks to Elon. Since, since the rather embarrassing Ron DeSantis situation. Um, it, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I really have to credit the, the you know, the X team for making uh, massive improvements to spaces because it, it basically did not work at scale uh, in, 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 until a massive amount of work was put into it. It, it obviously bro it broke rather embarrassingly in the Ron DeSantis uh, situation. Um, and we didn't realize how, how fragile and weak it was. And since then, we've put massive work into making spaces actually robust and be able to have, you know, you can have at this point, 
millions of people listening simultaneously. Um, oh, let me be clear, Elon. Elon, I've never seen an interface that works this good. I mean, you've got a whole how you're doing this. And General Flynn did bring up the best question in the last two hours. So I'm sorry I was like getting so excited and interrupted the general. He's absolutely right. We should be challenging them to debate us. I, I agree with you, General. That's really a key point. I'm saying they're too cowardly to do Jack, it. How do we, uh, Jack? Jack, Jack, your your mic can mute it. I can't mute you, Jack. Uh, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, just quickly before you continue, Alex, uh, uh, Elon, I don't know if you remember. The, I think the first space you came on, and we hit 100k live listeners, and it broke, so it wouldn't show. Yeah. True. I don't and know we're how you do we're it. We're 109,000 right right yeah. now. 109,000. Yeah, I don't know how you do it, but I know that it's, that it's that we have to do it. We don't have a. I think we we are in a place where we don't have a choice right now. I think the intellectual arguments on their side, I I just think that they're going to fall flat, and they don't really have a good argument. And Elon mentioned it early on about you know how how much energy it takes to to lie. I mean, it just does to lie to so many damn people. But we have to pick this fight. We ha it has to be intellectual. Our our intellectual arguments are much much stronger. And I just think we have to have the right type of people. And, you know, those those people have been on here today and and invite these people. I mean, if they're if they don't want to come, we call them out as cowards. I mean, wait a minute. Being poor and everybody. Wait a minute. General Flynn. Hold on a minute. I'm going to call you out right now. Eating bugs, drag queen story time, <laughs> open borders, World War Three. You're saying uh, that's not how you're saying their 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 plan isn't wonderful. <laughs> hey, for a guy that has that has had to eat bugs, Alex, they don't they don't taste very good. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll go one okay. step further. I think we should see a two v two MMA duel between Elon and Alex versus Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. I Love think it. that'd be the real. I think Elon should call him out. It'll be the, it'll be bigger than the top UFC fight if those cowards will show up. My God, it'll be their Waterloo. Elon, 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 you, you know how the media works. Do you want to give? Do you want to call them out, and, and then you'll get that snippet all over the media? Well, I'm certainly um, happy to have a debate uh, with uh, Kashwab uh, or, or others. Um, you know, I, I I think you guys may have been following what's going on in Davos uh, more than than I have, or and certainly more than the vast majority of people have. I think most people don't even know that there is a conference in Davos or the, or the World Economic Forum. Um, and uh, I've, I've, I've only seen snippets, um, but, you know, some of the snippets are concerning. And, you know, I don't, I don't think we should have a sort of an unelected quasi-governmental organization deciding our future. Uh, that's, I mean, who said, who, who made them the boss? I, I, don't, I mean, the, do people even know that they're doing this? Um, like, I'm, I'm not okay with some organization, you know, in, uh, that I don't vote for controlling, you know, my destiny or that of other people. Um, so, and, and that, I don't know if they're necessarily fully controlling, but they certainly are influencing things. And, uh, you know, and it's, you know, I, I just don't, I think an unelected world government is, is not a good idea. Well, Klaus, how, how, how much, how much, how much breaks the internet? On that point, CJ, I'll go to you right after for a question, then Suleiman. But on that point, how much control you, you kind of change it, whether control or influence? Because on one side, you've got people that say, you know, they control the world. Every decision is, is kind of influenced or, 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 you know, they They're make that decision behind the, the world. On, on the other, on the other, on the other side, there's the, the people making the argument that they're trying to do the right thing, and things are being taken out of proportion. It's all a conspiracy. Where do you think on that spectrum, um, in your opinion, uh, we stand? 
Well, I mean, the, the original premise of the World Economic Forum was to have um, a, a, a some kind of forum where where there would be interaction between government leaders and um, commercial leaders, sort of the heads of corporations and governments, and, and th that that there would be some forum for them to talk. Um, and, and like that original premise, I think is is not a bad one. Um, because right now you've got you've got the UN, but but that's just that's just government to government, um, and you've got you know a, a bunch of sort of individual situations where uh, you know commercial leaders will will meet with with government people one on one. But there's the you know the the, the sort of the good part of the World Economic Forum is like it, it's like it's probably good to have some dialogue between uh, commercial leaders and government leaders. Uh, internationally, that's that's the, the that's I think the, the the positive side, and that's originally how I heard about the World Economic Forum, and and I was I was invited to speak there many years ago, uh, which uh, I, I was just too busy working, and I was like, well, I, I can't really go spend five days in Switzerland. I, I have I have work to do in America, um, so uh, and and they, and they weirdly wanted me to to come talk there, but also pay them twenty thousand dollars, and I'm like. Uh, that doesn't make sense, so I declined the invitation. Um, and um, now, now it just—it does seem that since that, since inception, perhaps this organization has gained a bit too much power um, and and a bit too much influence. Um, and and I think it probably, you know, it should have less power and influence, is my opinion. You, Elon, I have a See, quick, 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 quick question. Uh, you tweeted about the imprisonment of the American Chilean Gonzalo Lira in in Kharkiv, Ukraine, yesterday. I'm curious if uh, that imprisonment of an American for speaking his mind on YouTube and X has caused you to consider further support for Ukraine, albeit through Starlink or other means, and also uh, unrelated to that, can you provide any updates about Starlink for Gaza? Yeah, I mean, I generally think, look, look, uh, I understand that if if somebody, if an American citizen is in another country and violates that, that country's laws or what those countries' laws, even if, if their actions would not violate the laws in the United States, that that person would then be put in prison. But in the case of Ukraine, um, the United States is providing an, a vast amount of aid to to Ukraine, um, and the United States government has an obligation to protect its citizens. Um, and so, I I think uh, even if one disagrees with what uh, you know that that I guess YouTuber or journalist, depending on your perspective, uh, what what they posted, um, I I feel uncomfortable uh, sending uh, massive aid to Ukraine if they're putting American citizens in jail for doing videos on YouTube. That's not cool. Um, and it's like, and you could say like, okay, well, yeah, but Ukraine has the sovereignty in, in their country. It's like, yeah, but they don't have a right to our money as well. So it's like, uh, they don't have a right to our money and support and to, to imprison and mistreat American citizens. Well, well that's one. right. Look, look, Pick I don't one. have a dog in the fight. Russia, Ukraine, it, it's, a, you know, an old ancient fight between the two countries has been going on for a thousand years. It, it's a Slavic civil war, but Ukraine is arresting the Orthodox Church. Ukraine, even the mayor of uh, Kiev has said Zelensky's becoming a dictator. So all I'm saying is this black hole we're feeding hundreds of billions into, we should at least be able to debate it. And if an American journalist is critical, 
he doesn't deserve to be put in a gulag. That's very dangerous. I agree, Elon. Uh, and, and as for Starlink for Gaza? Yeah, and on, on the Starlink for Gaza front, I mean, obviously that, 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 that place is, is currently a war front next level. Um, so the, the, in, in order for Starlink to be used in, in Gaza, the terminals have to be brought in and they have to be you know, used in a way that, that where, it is, where it is, uh, you know, there's, there's a high degree of certainty that they are not used, being used uh, for, for any, any violence. So now it, there are only a, a, a really two ways to get into Gaza. One is through Egypt and the other is through Israel. Um, so it, it, if there was like, uh, a, you know, a situation where, say, Egypt was willing to let a stalling terminal in and we, that we could have very high certainty that uh, the terminal would not be used for um, any kind of military purposes or, or for violence, then, then we would support that. Um, I, Egypt has not stepped forward, to the best of my knowledge, in that regard. Um, and, uh, and obviously we're, we're not going to be played for fools here where, you know, if an organization would perhaps pre pretend to be using Starlink for peaceful purposes, but then actually use it for violent purposes, we will, we will basically ask for a webcam on that thing 24 seven. And, uh, and if there's the slightest concern about it being used for, 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 um, violent, uh, means it would, it would be, it would be turned off. So, so that, that's the situation there. I mean, it is it is a very difficult situation, and I I you know I I'm, I am sympathetic to, to to Israel, but I'm I, I also you know I'm sympathetic to civilians in in, in Gaza. So it's but not it's, Elon, I'm, I'm, pro, I'm pro human to be clear, uh, and you know so uh, Elon <laughs> yeah it's it's just like here's the deal I'm not pro Russian I'm not pro Ukraine I hate the war I'm pro all of my agree. But when you learned that they were using Starlink to rig up robot boats to blow up battleships when Russia said they were going to launch nukes if they did, you didn't sign up Starlink to be a weapon system. It's very fair to say it's my company. It's my. Well, yes. To be clear, um, the, the the Crimea and the and the sort of sea around Crimea uh, was uh, a an officially sanctioned uh, area by the United States. And we were not actually the, so the the Starlink uh, uh, cells were not turned on uh, in in Crimea in the area around Crimea because of of U.S. law would prevent us from doing so. Um, the, uh, the there was a Ukrainian um, attempted attack on the fleet in Sevastopol, and I I got an emergency call saying like, hey, we need to turn on the cells. Um, around Sevastopol. And I'm like, well, that's currently a U.S. sanctions zone. Uh, we would need permission from the U.S. government to do so. Um, and, and in fact, I, I, I don't, and, and it would also mean that we are directly complicit in, in, uh, in, a, in an attack on the Russian fleet directly. Now, this is, it wouldn't be, there's no, there's no plausible deniability here. Now, if, if, uh, even though I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of of President Biden, but if if President Biden had, had called and said, you, you know, I as as the, you know, um, you know, as 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 the President of the United States, I'm asking you to turn the, the cells on. I, I would have done so, um, but we did not get any such call. Um, we were only called by the Ukrainian government, and uh, the Ukrainian government uh, is not my boss. Um, so, you know, it's like. And so they, we, we can't like it would actually be illegal for, 
for, for, for, for me to turn on Starlink cells at the request of a foreign government in a sanctioned ter- territory sanctioned by the United States. That would they actually were setting, be they were a violation of U.S. law. So it's like, they were setting like, you up like it's, it's, by a pig. Yeah, it just, it, it, but, but the media misrepresented it as, as I turned off the cells. This is not true. They were never on. Um, so, and, and if I had turned them on, I would have broken U.S. law. Um, and, and I would need an exemption from the State Department and, and ex- express written permission from the president in order to do. And to that's why Blinken. Is- yeah. So, and, and I, I do think we, we need to be cautious about escalating the, that war um, and we need to find a path to peace um, and, uh, and, and not have, not sacrifice the, the, the flower of Ukrainian and Russian youth. Uh, it ultimately for for nothing or for, for 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 a few miles of territory which is currently what's been going on for the past year dealing with the sentiment i've got a question i've got let me let me so yeah let me, let me let me go to cj and i'll go to you let me go to yeah. cj and i'll go to you right after cj mario thank you thank you yeah thank you so much mario for hosting this uh elon my name is cj pearson i'm a 21 year old conservative activist and i currently work at Prager University, and General Flynn made a really important point a little bit earlier about how Twitter has made it super accessible um, for conversations like this to happen, debates and discourse. And Alex, I think, also made the point earlier that if you look at the debates and the viewership that they've had, you don't really see them reaching all that many young people via traditional cable channels. And one idea that conservative activists like myself have had, different Gen Z conservative influencers have had, is having a Gen Z moderated debate or town hall with the Republican primary candidates and exclusively streaming it here on X. What would you think about something like that? Do you think that would be a way for America's next generation to hear different ideas that they obviously aren't hearing currently on their college campuses? Uh, well, actually, I, I don't believe in, ex- in, in exclusivity, um, but I think that it, that that not doing it on the X platform it does it ma- makes no sense. It, things should be done on the X platform because it is the most widely accessible uh, platform. It, it is where you will see it has by far the most reach. The X platform has by far the most reach of anything. Um, you know that that, that you, you know although like I don't this 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 conversation I don't know might top out at maybe a few hundred thousand people live but it will probably go viral afterwards and i don't know probably have 10 10 million people listen to it or 20 well, million we've had, Elon, Elon, on the, on the um, mutiny space we had 18 million listeners from memory yeah no, when we did it, the exactly. so, so the, i mean the way, the way to think of this platform is that there uh, on an average day there are over 250 million people on the platform that's an average day some some days it's more like Three or four hundred million, and a really crazy day could be like five hundred million. So I mean, we're, we're you know at, at times we're starting to approach ten percent of all humans who are online are on the platform. Well, Elon, so it's a very big number, is, <laughs> and Elon, we're not even, and we're obviously not active in China. We, we're, we're, it's not we're you know X doesn't doesn't work in China. It actually, works on international phones, but not domestic phones, and. Um, and I believe it is also uh, does not work in Russia. So, uh, so that's it's more. We're, I think we we do exceed ten percent of all all humans uh, at times on this platform. So it seems crazy to ignore this platform. 
because then you're just going to reach far fewer people. Well, well, Elon, bottom line here, the proof is in the pudding. You judge the tree by its fruits. You are the only massive platform that's open and free. People are hungry. It's exploding. This is the example for the world, and we're trying to stop war. We're trying to create a pro-human future. <laughs> this is what this is really all about. I've been very honored. Uh, uh, Alex, before, before you're honored, just to give you an idea of how Spaces works, and, and just in the last uh, couple of hours, that was meant to be an interview with you. Then Elon jumped on, Andrew Tate, his brother, we just had Vivek jump on, and Matt Gates just jumped on as well. Loved it. Uh, and that's, it's one, thing, one thing with Spaces, you just never know who could come up. Matt, how are you? I'm great. I'm enjoying hearing Elon's perspective on adding value to all of our followerships and uh, allowing us to engage. Your thoughts on Alex Jones being back on the platform? I think it's great. Alex has been uh, someone who's provoked a lot of uh, critical thinking from policymakers and broad audiences. You know, of course, there are things that I'm going to say that would offend people, things that Alex would say that would offend people, but I think they'll just have to be offended. I think it's. I think it enriches the discussion to have Alex back. Suleiman? Yeah, I've got a few questions. Um, my first question is we've seen uh, extremely positive steps in terms of the return of Alex Jones. We've seen the return of Andrew Tate. We've seen the return of President Trump. And so X is definitely moving towards a free speech platform. My question is, when will we be able to get to a situation where it's completely free speech and it's just based solely on following the legal laws of the country? I know it's a process and it takes time, but how far do we envision this happening? How far in the future? Well, I, we're, we're, I, mean, I think we've made dramatic progress over the past year. You know, it's only been a year since the, the acquisition closed. Um, and uh, it's been quite difficult to... We, we had to not just keep the wheels on the bus, but upgrade the go the bus while it's going down the highway. Well, Elon's okay. cut out. Got Thomas out. Jefferson said, we will not be transported to a state of liberty on a feather bed. Go ahead. Is Elon back? Uh, no, I think he's, oh, sorry. he might have gotten a call. No, you're back, Elon. Uh, okay, sorry. Um, yeah, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's been you know, quite difficult to keep the wheels on the bus. Um, and, and upgrade the bus while going barreling down the highway at 100 miles an hour. So th that's that's kind of where I think. But I think we've made tremendous progress in a year, and I, and we'll, I think that progress, I, I think, is accelerating. Um, so, uh, and you know, we, we we keep cleaning up the code base and simplifying it, and pr providing more transparency and providing uh, more clarity, and obviously uh, improving freedom of speech and getting closer and closer to the law. And and I just want to say with respect to the law, I. I'm a strong believer in the law. So you'll, you'll, you'll sometimes read an article where it sounds like I'm some crazy maverick who just likes breaking the law. It's like I, I, I am subject to so many laws that I might be hundreds of thousands of laws, maybe millions. When you think about Tesla and, and SpaceX and Starlink and, and all the countries that they're in and all the regulatory regimes and all the rules and regulations that we have to adhere, adhere to. And the amazing thing is how, how closely we actually adhere adhere to the law and follow the law and, and do what, what, what countries believe is, is uh, right and legal. And, and, and uh, once in a while, in a very rare case, I might disagree with the law or regulation, um, but we will not willfully violate it. Um, so, uh, or, you know, um, but, so what I'm trying to say is I'm extremely law abiding. <laughs> <laughs> Elon, Elon, I, Elon, I totally agree with you. I don't know how you have the energy 
People talk about Trump's energy. Your energy is insane. Where does your energy come from? Going back to being a child, did you kind of, because we know the universe is a loop or a figure eight. It doesn't just go in one direction. Did you have inklings of the big things you were going to do? Or when you were a child, did you have any, like, uh, foresight about what you were going to be doing? No, not really. I I, I just, uh, you know, I, I liked technology and I, taking devices apart and fixing them and building things. And uh, I loved science fiction, fantasy, you know, like Lord of the Rings and Heinlein and Asimov and... Um, Star Trek and Star Wars, and um, that's and and I didn't I th- I didn't know what I was going to do. I liked it, like programming computers. I, f- I found programming computers to be intrinsically interesting. Um, not not because I thought I'd have a job. Actually, I didn't think I'd have a job. I know you could even make money writing computer software, but I was just interested in it in and of itself. So I'd program computers all night by my you know by myself, which is not you know it doesn't appeal to everyone. Uh, that's I think actually quite an unusual thing uh, to, to want to sort of type strange symbols into a computer all night, essentially by yourself is, is a, well, not what most people want to do, but I did, I did like doing that. And, um, but also like, you know, hanging out with friends and stuff, but no, I didn't think this, any of this would happen. I, I, I'm just, I would say, I would say I have a philosophy of curiosity, which is that, you know, trying to understand more about the nature of the universe and our place in it. And, uh, that's why I studied physics, not, not, for career reasons, just try to try to understand how the the universe actually works, and, and what what has good predictive value, and and physics is has got very good predictive value, so that's why I studied it. Um, then give and, us um, give us your give us your your predictive value, gut level. Elon Musk, the I mean, this is like beyond any Hollywood movie where we're at right now. Does humanity survive? Gut level, you've got all these great children. That means you bet on humanity. Do we make it to the next level? And what is the next level? Get on you there. Sorry. Well, yeah. Waiting for um, yeah. 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 Um, so you, you need one needs to think of the the future as probabilities and not certainties. So then, you know, any given action that we do can affect the probability of a good outcome. Um, there, there are no certainties uh, I, I, that I can determine, or at least I, I do not have a crystal ball that can. So we're changing the future. Yes, I think by our actions, we, we can individually um, take actions that that improve the probability of a good future um, and the furtherance of civilization. And I, th- I think we should, you know, take those actions. And, um, you know, some of that involves we've we, we got to have kids or there won't be a next generation. Um, and we, we've, we've, got to, we've got to, you know, educate them well. And um, I think, you know, like so no, no, hold on, sort of let, me yeah. let me ask this question, Elon, because you're, you're obviously a genius. We're here talking to you right now. Don't predict the future. Be the future. Yes. So the best way to... to the best way to, to uh, I think, and I forget who came up with this, but the best way to predict the future is to create it. Yes. And, and uh, I do want to, Jason Calacanis is here and, and they've started. Yeah, let me let me go to Jason quickly, Salam, and I'll go to you in a bit. Uh, Jason, a quick question to you first. Uh, would you have Alex Jones on the All In podcast? Sorry to put you on the spot. Well, um, I have him here now, so 
would it be okay if I asked him three questions? Yeah, but Elon's far more fascinating. Please ask Elon questions. Well, Alex, my first question for you is I'm curious if you'd be willing to answer three questions about the Sandy Hook parents. Oh, great. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you now have your freedom of speech and you're here. So I think a lot of people are wondering what theory or evidence led you to believe that that was a fake uh, staged uh, situation. He's already answered these questions. Yeah, every time well, no, I we're here this. on spaces for the first time, let's ask him. No, he already answered I, I this like, like 40 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me answer this. Let me answer this. Everything I say is misrepresented. You'll say I'm saying it again. I believe it happened. And I'm sorry. And I apologize. And I'm done. Okay. And so what did you get wrong about that situation? Like what led you? Because you, you're, you've investigated these situations many times, right? That's kind of what you do no, as a, a Elon, journalist or an entertainer. And so what did you get wrong there? And then Elon, what real world harm did it do? Let me answer your question. I respect Elon. I answered this question. I said it's probably the last time I'll ever talk about it. I'm not going to live in Groundhog Day. I believe Sandy Hook happened. I've been through hell over it. I was not the guy that first questioned it. PR firms blew it up and made it my identity. It's not my identity. My identity is human's future. Team human. What Elon Musk is doing, I'm never talking about it again. That's your answer. Got it. Okay. So what... What would you do differently in the future, you know, when going after some conspiracy theory like this? And do you believe that when you go after these conspiracy theories, they can have real world harm? I.e., you know, your fans knocking on the door. Yeah, I get it. If I would comment on what people are saying on the Internet, when something has 50 million views, I will be blamed for their questioning. So I'm very careful about that now. I didn't realize I had 30 million viewers a day back then because I wasn't looking at the analytics. But yeah, I've, 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 I've learned a lot of lessons that the media and PR firms will misrepresent what I'm saying to then attach themselves to me and play victim. So I'm not talking about it. I won't even say the name of it. I, what I will say is I'm at X right now and it's blowing up and taking the planet back for humanity at Real Alex Jones. People should follow it there and hear what I actually say. And I don't talk about the school shooting. That is not who I am. That's what PR firm <laughs> Yeah, Jason, I should say that the, 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 the Sandy Hook issue was the first thing I raised with, with Alex. He did answer it at length at the beginning of this uh, Spaces conversation. Um, so I think you, you, you may not have heard the Yeah, the no, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear the start of it. I was alerted to this at the towards the end. You know, I think the issue, Elon, candidly, I'm not commenting on whether I agree or disagree with his answer, but, but I, it was the very first thing that I, that I asked um, when I got on, on this uh, Spaces conversation, um, just as it was the first thing that you asked. I think it's, the, it's the, you know, for people that, that you know, uh, care about whether there's, there's sort of empathy uh, and, and whether somebody has been, you know, cruel or, or mean or something, that's like the first thing they're going to ask about. And so that was the first thing I asked about. Um, and, and it, you know, it, it, it was answered. Once somebody can agree with that answer or, or, or not. And no matter how just, many, you know, times, I, I, I did ask it. No matter how many times I answer it, it's never good enough because I'm that guy. I'm not what they said. I covered the internet questioning it. I've already said, I'm sorry, over 500 times, three or four times today, but it's always the same question. I'm not that guy. I won't even say the name of it. 
Yeah, I, I, I think people actually will eventually get tired of you answering the question. Um, and um, what is that? Five thousand years. I think for someone who started out, this, who's listened to the whole spaces, they probably are actually tired of you answering the question. To be frank, I certainly am. Patrick, are you there? Patrick, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? We can. Yes. Fantastic. I, I don't have any questions. I just have a comment to make. Uh, the, the biggest thing is, and I saw, I heard Jason's question, and I know Alex answered it at the beginning with Elon, opening it up with him. Uh, I had Alex on. I don't know, Alex, it was a couple months ago or something you were on. We had a great exchange together. The best part about this is the following. Uh, I applaud Elon uh, for, you know, the fact that, you know, just a few months ago he said he's not going to have uh, Elon on. He's not going to have Alex on. And then after seeing what the audience wants, the survey comes to 70-30 and keeping that commitment for allowing Alex to be on, uh, the, the people who have different strong opinions, who are humanists, who want to defend freedom of speech, defend the same rights that we have, we're finding each other. And I just want everybody to remember this. Go back to September of 2022, when Professor Galloway said, Elon is full of it, he's not going to buy it, he's toying with all of you. And then Elon bought the company Whatever the price uh, of the company was, some said it was 50% more. It was a $20 billion company, $30 billion company. He paid the entire number. He didn't have to do this. If that purchase wasn't to be made, think about where America would be today. I want everybody to think about that part. It's been 13 months since then. It's pissed a lot of people off. The fact that, Elon, I applaud you for standing up to folks who you're saying what you're saying to advertisers, where what do you have to do, be a slave to them? They have to constantly put that fear in you. We applaud you. You got a lot of people backing you up. Alex, it's great to have you back on. Um, pushing the envelope, you could be wrong. Everybody could be wrong. It's not like all of us are always right. We have the ability to be wrong. And when we are, and people can challenge us and move on, and you know, then they can make a decision. Either, look, I don't like Alex or I like Alex. Great, no problem. That's the freedom of, you know, you have to pick and choose to like somebody's views or not. But the biggest factor here is, Somebody had the courage to use their resources to buy a platform like this, to give everybody else the freedom to debate, to argue, to give their thoughts, to give their opinions. And then at the same time, if you're wrong, you admit to it. If you're not, you stick to your guns. But best part on what's going on to the world right now is we are finding each other. The fighters are finding each other. And that has got to be a very scary thing to people who oppose the concept of freedom of speech. So... I have no question for Alex. I have no questions for Elon. I just wanted to jump in and applaud everybody, even those who debate, even those who agree, even those who disagree. Future looks bright. The right people are finding each other. And uh, I applaud all of you. That's all I wanted to say. So, Patrick, beautifully said, brother. My man. Remember, Patrick, I apologize for Sandy Hook on your show five years ago. That. Remember that, I remember that. I remember that. Patrick, qu question for you then. You've been here a few times and you've applauded Spaces and X. When is the show? I think you've got 2 million subscribers on YouTube. When will the X version launch? When will the X version launch? I, I, I've never had a conversation with Elon. Uh, we've never had a sit down. I, I totally support what they're doing right now. What we're doing is we're starting to upload uh, all our episodes on uh, X uh, as well as we're putting on other platforms. But the direction this is going with a few asks that was made where we can now watch the video on 2.0 speed. I'm a 2.0 speed guy. X like marks the spot. X I, marks the spot. X is it. No, I, I totally see it going that direction, but 
Uh, no, I mean, look, it's it's look what's going on right now. Look at this live. How many people are on right now? I don't know what the number is. Hundred and hundred and eighteen thousand. Hundred and nineteen thousand on a Sunday. Where I'm sitting in my backyard right now, watching my four kids play soccer, and we're able to jump on and have a conversation like this. This is insane. The power of what's going on with this. This is uh, the future. I, I think this is just the beginning, and the right guy is driving it. So future looks bright. Seth? Yeah, this question is for uh, Mr. Musk and Mr. Gates. Uh, so during the 2020 election cycle, we saw a lot of people be either deplatformed or noted for making claims of election fraud. Now, at the time that those claims were made, there was no way of knowing they were true or untrue because they hadn't been litigated yet. So going forward, as we're coming into a new election cycle, uh, Mr. Gates, is there anything being done legislatively or in the House to ensure that that doesn't happen again? And the same question would go to Mr. Musk. Thank you. The the strongest, I think, uh, influence on that censorship regime right now is the Missouri v. Biden you know, litigation and the injunctions there that are being resolved and uh, some sort of the public humiliation we've put some of the senior DOJ and FBI leadership through as they've had to fess up to the nature of some of these emails and contacts. You know, we've we've brought you know, the journalists that have been covering this, you know, Schellenberger and Taibbi forward to kind of repeatedly try to set that deterrent. But I think that it's it's not just about elections. I mean, it can be about any number of the things that the federal government wants to control the four corners of discourse on. And, you know, these are the people who would have like, you know, would have banned Galileo. And yet when people uh, want to share evidence or experiences or concerns, uh, you can't have the Department of Homeland Security and CISA uh, working alongside NSA and FBI uh, on, on those projects. Otherwise, uh, people start to fear that if they're not proactively censoring, that they run afoul of some sort of legal regime. And, and it's also sickening if you just track the extent to which uh, a lot of these se senior lawyers oscillate back and forth between big tech and uh, the senior positions in our government that decide these things. So Republicans in the House should be taking a stronger stand, in my view. We should be uh, putting riders on the funding for CISA and FBI so that uh, you know anything that would occur there would be so clearly outside the law that it would draw sanction. But instead, we, are, we continue to govern by these continuing resolutions that don't gate uh, resources away from that censorship. Well, actually, Congressman Gates, the, the fact you mentioned that uh, about the FBI and CISA, this has been the huge thing that's come out of the Twitter files. And it's it was a two way street. So while you're tracking what the government was doing in 2020 vis-a-vis -vis censorship, really leaning on regards to the Hunter Drive laptop, which we released in October of 2020. This is actually a huge question for X going forward into 2024, because Elon, you've said that you want to be in, uh, you know, working in conjunction with within the confines of the law. But the question is, if that law is being enforced by the law enforcement agency of the FBI or the DHS, and then they come to X and say, these posts need to be censored, this information needs to be censored because we've determined whatever it is, you know, how does X make that determination? Well, if, if, we, if we believe that something is, is not in accordance with the law, then we will ask a, a, a judge or jury to... Um, make a decision. Um, so, here. Yeah. 
we, we, don't, we, we don't have much of it. that. That is the best we can do. Um, so, uh, and, and I, I just want to be. You just cut out again, Elon. You got a call. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're um, back. You're back. Yeah. Uh, I just want to be clear that the X platform will aspire to be as neutral as possible. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that, that's, and, and to be as open and transparent as possible. I, I, I think we, we will be, I think we will achieve maximum transparency. I think, I think we'll be, I think we'll be fully transparent, um, you know, hopefully by early next year, but, but, but I, I would, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident we'll be, be fully transparent by the, by the time the, there is an election next year, so like basically, people will just see anything that is happening on the system, and and nothing will be hidden. That is the goal. Well, if 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 those agencies, though the FBI, the DHS, etc., if they reach out to X, where I believe they called it defensive briefings in 2020 regarding which eventually culminated in the censorship of Hunter Biden, if they started reaching out again, would that be something that you or the team and and no, I can understand if you don't want to answer now, but you would consider making public. We will be as transparent as is po- as possible with uh, with that, you know. The, yeah, and, and frankly, if, if if I if I think a, a government agency is breaking the law in their demands on the platform, I would I would be prepared to go to prison personally if if I think they are they are the ones uh, breaking the law. Redhead, and then Alex and Benny. Great, thank you. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Josie. I'm the redheaded libertarian and X, and I'm a revolutionary historian, and I do outside media work at TimCast.com. I just wanted to jump back um, to X as a free speech platform. Elon had mentioned constitutional speech will be protect- protected, and um, there's some confusion as to what that constitutes, um, constitutional speech. So I, I just wanted to help kind of clarify that for some listeners who might have questions. Um, so the speech and expression which are not given protections in America under the First Amendment include incitement, defamation, fraud, obscenity, CP, fighting words, and truth threats. The government does have power to make blanket regulations on speech, including time, place, manner. That's usually done in the form of permits. Uh, And when it comes to slander and libel, those are defamation adjacent and need to be proven as there's no such thing as a false opinion under the First Amendment, only a false fact. Um, but many times by the time the due process is through, the damage has already been done. I mean, we saw that with uh, the Me Too movement, particularly with Justice Kavanaugh. We saw that with Alex Jones, the Tates, Nick Sandman, Kyle Rittenhouse, where um, the kind of propaganda machine took over and, um, and, and, and truth was lost for a period of time. Uh, so when it comes to obscenity, that's the hardest constitutional violation to prove uh, when it comes to the expression of that, because it's it has kind of a standard of I, I know it when I see it. So there is something called the Miller test uh, to determine whether something is deemed um, legally extreme. So I, I hope that that helps. Yeah, so we're not doing drag queen story time here. We're not calling for violence. We're not hacking websites. We're promoting freedom. That's why we're censored. Yes, exactly. Alex? Yes, uh, hi, I just Alex. wanted to. Hey, Alex. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, I just wanted to thank Elon for his commitment to free speech, reinstating Alex, of course. Welcome back. Um, and I just wanted to, I think it was Mark Dice earlier who raised this um, with Owen Schroyer's ban. 
I just wanted to note that it, it didn't have anything to do with the InfoWars thing. Um, it actually had to do with the fact that he called for people to come to a rally and uh, Media Matters actually did a hit piece. And they said that it would violate uh, Texas's social distancing order. So that's how they actually got him banned was through a Media Matters hit piece. So in response, uh, Twitter 1.0 banned him. So I just wanted to get any thoughts on that. Also, perfect timing. Elon, maybe you can also give us a, a, an update if there is any uh, on Media Matters and why you decided to do them. Yeah, Media Matters is an evil propaganda machine. Um, so I, I just generally uh, am against evil propaganda machines. And uh, so we are suing them in every country that they operate. And we will, we will pursue not just the organization, but anyone funding that organization. I want to be clear about that. Anyone funding that organization, uh, will be, we will pursue them. Um, so uh, Media Matters is an evil propaganda machine. Um, they can go to hell. I hope they do. So, Based. yeah. Um, Benny? So oh, I, 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 I actually, I, I, I need to, you know, just uh, step off the call at this point. Um, so I just have some family obligations. Um, but uh, I think it's been certainly a very interesting conversation. <laughs> I suspect this will go viral. Probably snippets of it will go viral in, in a way that don't entirely represent the situation. I, I hope that uh, anyone who... Uh, Reads about it or hears about it. Actually, just it takes the time to listen to the entire uh, spaces conversation. Uh, it will be saved. I suspect there will be probably many millions, if not tens of millions, of of people listening to the conversation. I I just hope that they listen to the whole conversation and not not just uh, small parts of it. Um, Elon, I totally agree. And let me just say, thanks for reinstating me. I'm going to do the best job to not be misrepresented. And I thank you, and I thank you for the freedom you're promoting, the pro-human future. We're on Team Humanity. Thanks for spending two hours with us plus, and this has just been surreal. It's, it's, it's really been amazing. So X is where it's at. Thank you, Elon Musk. You're welcome. Um, like I said, I'm, you know, very much in, in favor of the, the supporting the, in, you know, in, in the United States, the laws and constitution of the United States. And I think if, if, if we, if we start, uh, you know, eroding, uh, if, if, if we erode freedom of speech, uh, we erode the, the foundation of democracy. The, it, the, the, the bedrock of democracy is freedom of speech, and we must do everything we possibly can to protect that. Thank you. Well, well, thank you, Elon, for all the time. And I want to thank this whole crew. I'm going to be posting a lot of stuff at Real Alex Jones on Twitter. People should follow us there. And this has been the most epic interview ever. I love this new spaces system. And uh, it's just good to have my identity back so I actually say what I actually said. Versus him misrepresenting, I'm not perfect, but God bless you all. And I really appreciate Elon Musk and everybody else that is promoting free speech. That says we don't have free speech, we have nothing. I appreciate it, Alex. And, and Benny, maybe you can give us a final word. I know that you've been waiting for a while. Good to have you, man. Oh, hey. Hi, how are you doing, guys? Uh, big kudos, Elon. Thank you so very much for creating this space and obviously for believing in principle more than money. Uh, Jack, Jack, Swagger Jack, to my question. I was going to ask about 2024 election integrity and government interference. So instead, I'll ask about Bob Iger. Uh, when you told Bob Iger 
to go fuck himself a couple times. Um, are you, talk, are you asking? Because... You're asking? You're asking Elon? Yes. Yeah, he, he's what? jumped off. So I was going to give oh, you the final he... word to wrap up the space. Ah, yeah, he's jumped, he off. jumped off. And oh, Alice is jumping God. off. Okay. Well. well, I mean, that was the That's moment it. globalists got their back broken when we stopped giving into their intimidation and their blackmail. Go fuck yourself, New World Order. <laughs> I was going to ask. I didn't know. You just missed it, but to give you an idea of the space that we started off with, with Alex, you know, I messaged you yeah. not to jump on. He did. Then we had the Tate brothers come on. We Matt Gates, obviously. That's I was trying to be patient and not, I was trying to be patient. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it, man. That was good to have so, you. Uh, so, just like Patrick Bet David, I'm here with my kids. So. Uh, I'm like uh, I'm like Vivek. I'm not going to um, piss live on this, but uh, you might hear a crying baby. <laughs> All right, good to have you, man. Good to have everyone. Alex, your final thoughts on the space, man? It was pretty pretty epic comeback to uh, to X. I don't think it's pretty epic. It's way better than Alex Jones. It's humanity deciding. For our free speech is paramount. Those that try to not have a free speech are our enemies. We need to actually hear what we actually say instead of what we're told somebody said. Uh, Elon Musk is doing a superlative job to everybody that helped get me back on X and this whole thing. This is historic, but the, the, the deep state, the empire is going to strike back. So I'll see everybody at Infowars.com forward slash show band video. We'll see you at real Alex Jones on X. We're going to hear what I actually say versus what they claim. I say, cause you're adults, <laughs> you deserve to actually hear what people are saying versus what they're told you're saying. So that's why, why this is so incredibly epic. So God bless you all and good luck. I'll see you at Real Alex Jones on Twitter. Please follow us there. Thanks a lot, everyone. We appreciate it. So that's why, why this is so incredibly epic. So God bless you all and good luck. I'll see you at Real Alex Jones on Twitter. Please follow us there. Thanks a lot, everyone. We appreciate it.